on the grounds that he couldn't get a fair trial at a court so close to the scene of one of the September the 11th attacks. He was found guilty in New York yesterday of conspiring to kidnap Western tourists in Yemen and trying to set up a terrorist training camp in Oregon. Police in Buckinghamshire searching for a missing colleague say the body of a woman has been found in Woodland near the village of Little Kingshill. Thames Valley Police say they believe the body found yesterday afternoon is that of Sergeant Louise Gibson, who was based at High Wycombe, the 43 old went missing from Great Kingshill on Thursday evening. Firefighters rescued a woman from a blaze in a bungalow kitchen in Bletchley yesterday evening caused by an unattended cooking pan. Crews were called to Lagan Court just after five o'clock. The body in charge of youth offending in Luton is the first in the region to have been given a national award for its restorative justice programme. The Quality Mark recognises organisations which consistently meet the required standards. More from Alice Glossop. Restorative justice involves victims of crime sitting down and talking to the people who caused them harm. It gives them the chance to tell offenders the real impact of their crimes and to get answers to their questions. At the same time, it holds offenders to account for what they have done, helping them to take responsibility and make amends. More than 100,000 people have signed a petition urging the US Coast Guard to begin a new search for four British yachtsmen missing in the Atlantic. The families of the crew think their yacht capsized and the men took to a life raft. Police councils and support groups in Bedfordshire are vowing to work together to encourage more victims of hate crime to come forward. 300 crimes were reported last year. The overwhelming majority were race-related. The County's Hate Crime Task Force is launching a new strategy which includes working in schools. In sport, Milton Keynes boxer Matt Legg has described the chance to fight in front of thousands of fans at Wembley Stadium as an amazing opportunity. The 38-year-old journeyman heavyweight who trains at Luton Shamrock Gym will fight at Watford's Olympic champion Anthony Joshua on the undercard of the Carl Froch versus George Groves rematch at the end of the month. The weather, warm and sunny, but with the chance of heavy and thundery showers, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I just I just think it's an absolutely fantastic place to live. And all this week, we're featuring Wendover. My dad actually worked at uh, Holton Camp and he got posted. It's all about where you live. I moved here because my husband and I wanted to start a family. It's just all such a lovely place. It is a sustainable village. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio. What a lovely morning. Isn't it nice? Lots to talk about today, including good news for older women in Bedfordshire. You might get a free IVF cycle, if if you want one, obviously. They're not going to force it on you. Bad news if you're under 40. It means one less chance for you. But should we really be giving it on the NHS? Good news, I see what you've done here, Kath, excellent. Good news, if you're burgled, you may be offered ten minutes in a room with the tow rag, what done it? Bad news is you're not allowed to punch them. This is great, you've found a formula, you're sticking with it. Go me. Here we go, right. And good news, if you're a woman, a Berkhamsted garage is holding a special event to make you less frightened of driving. Woo! But... (laughs) You're such a plum. 
but bad news if you're a frightened man. This is strictly ladies only. Bad news, fellas. <laughs> bad news, fellas. But if you're a confident man, you could just stride in there. Take your pick. You've got no place there. No, no, not at all. Also, isn't Mark Boland rubbish? Justin Dealey and I almost uh, came to fists earlier on this morning because we were arguing over Mark, Mark Boland. And can I, I finally caught up with this... Um, was it Rich, is it Richard Scudamore? Is that the gentleman? Producer, yes, Catherine? that is his name. <laughs> You're right. I'm just worried about what you're going to say next. Don't no. tell him what was in the email. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk about um, our plans for FIFA. I'm not going to talk about um, hashtags or anything like that. I'm just going to say, have we got a little bit crazy? The prime minister calling for him to step down and lose his job. One does wonder whether there's more to it than meets the eye. I, I, I've I've read the, what what I could uh, content of the uh, emails and. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, OK, but but is it really that bad? You've got to wonder why someone leaked that. Maybe it's the tip of the iceberg. Oh, now you're doing it, you see. You can't say things like that. Keep her away from the tip of my iceberg. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties right. Radio. This is Ka- Catherine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm going to send you an email. Oh. Right. Very heavy-handed. He's typing with his thumbs. No, no, I've got, I've got, I'm just a powerful typer. I know what I want. I'm direct. I've wow. sent you an email. Oh. Should I lose my job for sending you that email? I'm just going to forward that to <laughs> Daily Mail. No, don't forward it. No, don't forward it to anyone. That's a private email. Yes, it's on a BBC account. I, do you know what? I think it's a particularly ugly term. All right. Okay. Then. I'll, okay. Well, let's 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 clean it up a bit. Is that is that better? Uh, no. I put the word nice in front of it. No, still pretty uh, pretty nasty. Should I lose my job though for it? Should I lose my job? Huh? We're mates. That's a little bit of bants. Should I lose my job for that? No, but what would make someone see that between two mates, a third party, and think the world needs to know about this? Unless. All right, OK, so either it's money yeah. or there's a deeper problem and this is just a symptom of it. 08459 have a bit of it. I'm watching a film about Joan Jett at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it good, then? Um, not really. I saw him dancing there by the wreck of machine About 17 Big
be moving on and singing that same old song. Yeah, with me, singing. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Now, proposed changes to IVF in Bedfordshire could mean an extra chance for the over 40s at the expense of younger women. For the first time, uh, women aged 40 to 42 will be offered one free cycle, but that would mean that those aged between 23 and 40 are offered two cycles rather than the current three. Keen to get your thoughts on this, 08459 555. Josephine Quintavalli is the Director of CORE, Comment on Reproductive Ethics. Good morning, Josephine. Good mo- morning, Ian. What's your take on this? Well... I would like to see money being spent on educating women to understanding more about their reproductive cycle and the, you know, the the time in their lives when they're more likely to get pregnant so that they're not... I think at the moment women have the idea that if you wait and wait, it doesn't matter. The IVF clinic is there and you'll you'll be able to go and whatever you'll be, you know, able to to have a child. Because I think even this idea of one cycle post 40, the success rate will be absolutely minimal. But it, 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 it will be minimal, but there will be success for families who can't have children. And it's not just because they, they've, they've left it late. There, there, there are, of course, many reasons why some couples yeah, can't no, have children. No, indeed. If there, are, if there are many reasons which are not about just postponing, then I think that um, you know, part of the national health is to cure. And I think that's absolutely right. We should be investigating and helping, and helping um, couples because it takes two and sometimes it may be a problem with the male then I think, you know, absolutely money should be spent in that way. But I feel more than, you know, discussing how the money should be spent, I think people, women have to realise that they, it's most likely that they'll still be unhappy and unsuccessful. And that's why I would, you know, suggest that we do try and encourage um, a society that allows women to have children when they're younger and doesn't give this idea that it doesn't matter, wait, wait, and you'll, you know, you will be successful later on. I think they are allowed to have children when they're younger, aren't they? They're allowed to, but I mean, up to a certain point, there are some professions where, you know, if you stop to have children, you'll hardly ever get back into the, into the game. Law, for example, is is very, very demanding and it, it is difficult sometimes, for, especially for professional women, to interrupt their, their professional careers to have children. So I think we should look upon children as a great benefit to the nation and we should do everything possible to ensure that couples can um, have children when it's easy to have them and then, you know, there would be more money available to, to deal with the, the real physical problems that some women will have. So Josephine, you're not against IVF in general, is that right? Well, there are many, there are many aspects of IVF, some of them that I'm not happy with, but oh. um, you know, I think in general we shouldn't talk so much about IVF as assisted, re- assisted reproduction fertility treatment because, you know, looking at what the issues are, I think most uh, most uh, couples would much prefer to have 
you know, natural intercourse and get successfully, you know, <laughs> get pregnancies arrived yeah. successfully. Yeah. IVF is a very invasive procedure and some of the drugs are still controversial, oh, well, etc. Et it's not, which shows it's not how an desperate, easy route. Oh, no, yeah. of course it's not, which shows how desperate... Uh, mm. Some couples are to have babies. The fact that they go through that, I wasn't I aware know, that. No, I understand that. Anna, I wasn't but... aware that women w- were having IVF just because they were a little bit older. I mean, you can still get pregnant through um, natural intercourse at, at, at forty, can't you? I thought this exactly. was exactly no, you can, but you you do. There is a dip in female um, fertility, and I think also you know we mustn't exclude the male from it because sometimes well, there... you know a lot of focus on the woman, yes. but men can have problems as well, but. Well. Uh, but definitely, it's indisputable biologically that we have lower fertility rates as we get older. Do you think, Josephine, at the age of 40 and above, you're too old to have a baby? No, I certainly don't think you're too old to have a baby, and many do have them, but it's much more difficult yeah. to do it naturally, and that's indisputable. Uh, but, I mean, you, you need to look at issues like how do we approach this if you're talking in terms of adoption? Do we put up our age limits on when you can adopt a child? But what happens naturally, no discussions whatsoever, but look, respecting nature, nature starts to peter off. And it's, it's much earlier than women think, too. You're more likely to see the dip begin in mid-30s. So I think this is what I'm saying. You know, get a message out to, to, to couples and to women about the reality of their, their fertility so that they don't imagine there's always the IVF. Uh, you know, response which will be successful. And I mean, one cycle, it's a real lottery at that stage, one cycle post 40, whether it will ever be, you know, you will be lucky. Well, you've got, you've got to be in it to win it. Josephine, thank you very much indeed. Josephine Quintavalli, Director of Core. Comment on reproductive ethics. Your thoughts, please. There is, of course, an argument that we shouldn't be giving IVF on the NHS. Very, very expensive and some would consider it possibly a luxury. 08459 455555 Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio The M1 So far this morning... Focus today, Nicola. Focus. Just at all don't, times. Don't, don't cry. Just focus. I, I read your tweets yesterday. Focus. You can do this. <laughs> you can do this, okay? And just, just, just to let you know, Alice Glossop, who's normally in your chair, she's in our chair. She's, I can <gasps> see Alice through the glass here, okay? Good morning, Alice. Good morning. See, Alice Glossop is here, okay, Nicola? Alice. All I'm saying is, no pressure, but <laughs> if you mess this up, that's it. Away you go. <sighs> and breathe. The M1 is starting to build up a little bit between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Those major roadworks continuing there. The A414 in Park Street starting to build up a little bit around the Park Street Roundabout. And on public transport, there is disruption at the moment on First Capital Connect between East Croydon and St Pancras International. There's some overrunning engineering works causing problems there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Campus okay. Radio. Oh, fair play, fair play. Alice, uh, Alice Glossop, <laughs> you heard Nicola there. Uh, what do you think? It's great. Just, yeah? Yeah, so great. Love do, you. Do we, well, hang, well, hang on. <laughs> Shall, enough, enough of the travel, love. Do we keep her for the next one, Glossop, or do you want to step in? Um, no, no, I think she's doing great. Uh, uh, Nicola, well done. We'll speak to you later. Speak Ta-ta. to you later. Thank you. No, we'll keep an eye on this lot. Right, 6.17, it's uh, well, Tuesday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it does mean cutbacks for younger women. 
Lawyers for the radical preacher Abu Hamza say they're to appeal against his conviction in the US for terrorism offences. And police in Buckinghamshire searching for a missing colleague say the body of a woman has been found in Woodland. They believe the body is that of Sergeant Louise Gibson, who was based at High Wycombe. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. I don't want to say cured me, but Mm. it didn't quite bring down the level of sort of background anxiety that you get with generalised anxiety disorder. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Do you feel like a different person? Completely. Go to bbc.co.uk slash three counties and click on listen again. Throughout this whole interview, you've been very (laughs) calm and quite chirpy, not anxious at all. bbc.co.uk slash three counties. So there's this, there's pictures of Lily. Can't think of any other songs about onanism. Ah, yes, the vapors.
pictures of Lily and turning Japanese. Boy, that was a, a shock to find out what that was about. Very rude. Is, isn't it rude? Isn't it, though? Did you know that, girls? What? Turning Japanese. What's it about? Oh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You will never hear it the same again. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, it's, it's, uh, it's sexy racism. I like to call it. I don't. I wait four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, now, restorative justice is a technique the police have been using for a while now. Basically, it involves getting burglars and muggers to meet their victims in an attempt to make them understand the impact of their actions. Well, Luton's youth offending team are so hot on this, they've won an award. Joining me now from the Restorative Justice Council is the Chief Executive, John Collins. Morning, John. Good morning, Ian. Uh, t- tell me more about your organisation, because you're not the police, are you? What are you? No, we're an independent charity. Um, and we're a national membership body for people who provide restorative justice. It's our role, really, to set standards for high-quality restorative justice and to provide quality assurance to make sure that people are meeting those standards. What exactly is restorative justice? Because it, it isn't, as much as some people would like it, it's not getting the, uh, the toe rag and the victim and locking them in the room and, and giving one a, a knuckle duster, is it? There's, there's a little bit more to it than that. It absolutely isn't. There. I mean, the idea of restorative justice within the criminal justice system is you bring together the victim and the offender, and it's an opportunity for the victim to explain the impact that the offence had on them and to potentially receive an explanation and an apology. And it can help offenders as well to understand the impact of their actions to take responsibility for them and to make amends. And I think that often victims can be left feeling quite marginalised by the normal justice system. This is an important way to get them more involved, and we know that it improves victim satisfaction, but it also reduces reoffending, which means fewer victims in the future. Victim satisfaction, what's that, and how does it improve it? Well, basically, if you, if you ask victims about how they feel about the criminal justice process, too many of them feel that they haven't, they haven't had a good experience, that they don't feel like they've got what they want out of it, that they're left feeling dissatisfied by the whole experience. Restorative justice can make them feel like they've got involved, like they've got something out of it that they want, and that they understand why the crime happened, and that something happens to, to make it right. We've, mentioned, we've talked about restorative justice on this show before, and there will be people listening, and they, they may well call in this morning saying, oh, for goodness sakes, what a load of old hippie nonsense, just lock them up. Well, I mean, the thing about restorative justice is it doesn't have to be an alternative to conventional, uh, to conventional criminal justice responses. And for very serious crimes, people will still, may well still go to prison. So it's not necessarily an alternative. I certainly wouldn't say it's hippie nonsense. I mean, it's, it's now pretty conventional thinking. It's supported by all three of the major political parties. And it's got widespread public support as well. There's been quite a lot of public polling on this. So I think there is, there is a great deal of support for this approach now, but it shouldn't be seen as a soft option. And for offenders who've been through it, they often see it as much tougher than a normal, you know, a normal court appearance. How does it impact the offender? Well, I think that, as I said, it gives them an opportunity to really understand the impact of their actions and to take responsibility for them. And it also offers an opportunity for them to apologise and to make amends. And the evidence shows, and there's some pretty rigorous research on this, shows that it makes them less likely to... Or the, the frequency of their reoffending after this goes down. So fewer future offences are committed, and that's really important because it means fewer victims of crime. Uh, Luton's youth offending team has won an award. What are they doing so right Well, what the Restorative Justice Council has done is set up something called the Restorative Service Quality Mark, um, which basically what it does is it assesses the quality of the service that particular organisations are providing. And it can be across a whole range of different areas, from the youth offending services, prisons, primary schools, care homes, a whole range of different different sorts of organisations that provide a restorative service, either either internally or to the public. 
it assesses the quality of their service that's providing across six key what we call restorative service standards, so six areas which judge whether or not they're doing a good job, and tries to ensure that the, the organisations are providing a safe, high-quality service. And Luton Yacht's one of ten organisations across the country who've now, who've now achieved this standard. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate your time. John Collins, uh, Restorative Justice Council, uh, the Chief Executive. You want to have your say on that? 08459 455 555. Maybe you've been uh, the victim of crime and uh, you uh, think, yeah, that sounds like quite a good idea. Or no, hang them and flog them. Hang them and flog them, for goodness sakes. 08459 455 555. job no my job is to keep an eye on you three. Oh, you're our supervisor yeah, well in many ways uh, in many ways i am the um keeper of the listener's license fee okay and i'm making sure it's being spent properly and right now you three yeah boil bets and glossop what are you writing down which one are you <laughs> bets. <laughs> bets which one are you is fisher chicken me. Cheeking. <laughs> Cheeking me. Yeah. And dissing. <laughs> me. And who are you going to send that to? It's Ian's diary. <laughs> I will, I'm making notes, which yep. I will type up, yep. and I will send to, um, I'll send it to the boss here. Mm-hmm. Fat a lot of good, that'll do. Uh, and then I'll send it to Tony Hall, the boss of the BBC, the man whose PA emailed me last week. 
What did she email? Right, me? just stop it. What did she email? Just stop it. What? She emailed me too. Still cheeky me. Right, which one are you? You're Boyle. Boyle is. Boyle's. Well, I'm going to do it too. On one. Right, I'm doing it. Ian. Can I just say, what a shining example Glossop is setting to all of you? I've been approached to write an article about how uh, what an art it is to produce someone right. this difficult. Boyle is... <laughs> right, that's two. Boyle is showing off <laughs> to her mates. mates. Anyone, any more, anyone? Ian's shirt is undone too low. Kelly is being <laughs> a massive... Pensive. Where are those emails he sent me Daring earlier? Me. Right, right, right. Uh, Who's the girl doing the travel? I can't remember her name. Nicola Richards. Okay, Nicola. Nicola. Right, Nicola. Hello. Right. Nicola is being disrespectful. We <laughs> <laughs> travel already. Oh no, day yeah. two. Right now she's now she's continuing and not <laughs> apologising. Right, that's fine. That's all four of you. All four of you are going down. <laughs> oh no, no, I played the wrong uh, thing. Well done. Ian can't use the studio. Kelly stitched me up like a kipper. <laughs> you are in serious trouble. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 heading anti-clockwise starting to build up now on the sensors between Junction 21 and the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Take a look at the sensors in Brickettwood looking very heavy at the moment on the North Orbital Road just off the M25. And so far taking a look at public transport which is getting in that normal service is now resumed and that was on First Capital Connect between East Croydon and St Pancras International. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Counties Radio. Watch it, Richards. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it means cutbacks for younger women. Lawyers for the radical preacher Abu Hamza say they're to appeal against his conviction in the USA for terrorism offences. The Home Secretary has welcomed the verdict on the cleric who was extradited from the UK in 2012. And police in Buckinghamshire searching for a missing colleague say the body of a woman has been found in Woodland. They believe the body is that of Sergeant Louise Gibson, who was based at High Wycombe. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes boxer Matt Legg has described the chance to fight in front of thousands of fans at Wembley Stadium as an amazing opportunity. The 38-year-old journeyman heavyweight who trains at Luton Shamrock Gym will fight Watford's Olympic champion Anthony Joshua on the undercard of the Carl Froch versus George Groves rematch at the end of the month. Someone said to me it's going to be like a gladiator arena to be in there on that night. It will be. We're in the main fight with the 80,000. I mean, my, my fight is the first one on, but that will still be that will still be amazing to have to have any amount of people at Wembley Stadium. It will be. Be amazing. After being left out of England's World Cup squad, Ashley Cole is now set to leave Chelsea. New Manchester United manager Louis van Aal has told Dutch television he wants to bring the club back to the number one position they occupied under Sir Alex Ferguson. And Milton Keynes Dons manager Carl Robinson is predicting a busy summer as he rebuilds for next season. The Dons are waiting to see whether Stephen Gleeson and Anthony Kay sign new contracts, but it looks as though Mark Randall will sign his deal. Well, Mark Randall is signed a very short contract with the football club and he's Took, he took an opportunity that a lot of players wouldn't take um, and I wanted to work with him for another year I see tremendous ability in him I see a lost boy still I still see an awful lot of improvement 
and uh, he's, he's a project that I'm really looking forward to working with. Stevenage manager Graham Westley says Jimmy Smith wanted to leave after the midfielder joined Crawley for an undisclosed fee. Westley says the player made it clear he didn't want to play in League Two. England's cricketers face Sri Lanka in the first of the T20 internationals at the Oval this evening and in golf, Hertfordshire's Lucy Williams qualified for next month's Women's US Open yesterday at the Buckinghamshire Golf Club. Williams from Wheat Hampstead was level par over her two rounds and qualified with one of the best eight scores. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm in the, um, really glad that the sun, I've got the sun today. Former Squaddy's Top Tips, SAS Guide to Surviving the Urban Jungle. Oh, uh, yeah, I know these. A car hurtles towards you on the street. Would you know what to do? Or what if you woke up in bed to find an intruder? You might go blank, but ex-SAS survival expert Big Phil Campion, he is a big fella, knows exactly what to do. His new book, Big Phil Campion's Real World SAS Survival Guide, gives top tips. Right, so the car's coming towards you. What do you do? What do you do? Do you get out of the way? No, you roll across the bonnet. That's what the SAS would do. Wow, you're right! It says here, surviving a hit and run, if a car comes straight at you, jump on the bonnet. Yes! Jump on the bonnet! (laughs) Roll into the windscreen and protect your head. Yeah. Well, I I would move. I mean, yeah, of course you would. What I'd do is... you're a civilian. But I'd do this, right? So you're coming towards me. Yeah. Feign to the left, so you turn that way to kill me, and then I run this way. Oh, right, like like a crab. Yeah, yeah. And with the um, intruder, what do you do? It comes in your house. They don't give you that one. That one you've got to buy you, the book for. Uh, what I would do is snuggle down under the covers, what? pretend I was just um, a heap of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're under, if your body's completely covered by, all, by the duvet, you're safe, aren't you, from all yeah. monsters? Yeah, and vampires. Dealing with an aggressive dog, keep your fists clenched... Use an object as a barrier between you and the dog. Oh, you don't say. This guy's got a wheelie bin. He's got a wheelie... That's not a dog, that's a wolf. Yeah, come it's in. going for him. Right, grab... Come, come and grab my hair. I've been taught an SIS technique, by the way. Grab, I don't think I could do it in this dress. Grab my hair. Right, grab, really grab it. Right. What, what's that hand doing? A branch punch you in Don't punch me in the face, you've just grabbed my hair. All it is is a hair grab. It's not a oh. hair grab leading to a potential face uh, punch. So, hang on. Rotate your head under their arm. Oh, no, you're going to break my arm. Move quickly to grab the crook of the arm with both hands. Pull down firmly. Oh, Oh, that was effective. Yeah? I know a different one. And this is one I was taught by an SAS man himself. Oh, yeah. If someone comes at you from behind... Hello. (laughs) Then then your luck's in. What you do... No. What you do is this. You buckle forwards. You don't try and fight backwards. That's what what he expects you to do. Yeah, you buckle forwards. Buckle forwards, take knees out. You buckle forwards, come here. I can't do it. No, I can't do this no. dress. Oh, you can't. Buckle forwards, grab his ne- knees yeah. through your knees. Yeah. Wham! OK, here's how you thwart a burglar. Snap his neck. OK, gosh. Oh, dear. All the tips involved snapping people's necks. Here's how you thwart a burglar. Have a pebble or gravel driveway. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it about leaving the radio on? <laughs> In, or install CCTV. Mm. Coping with a mugger. Always carry a mugger's wallet with limited cash inside you can hand over instead of your real one. If you think you're in danger, <laughs> scream fire. So always bring extra money for the mugger. That's like giving them your dinner Give, money, isn't giving it? Giving them a tip. Is a tenner. <laughs> uh, encountering a gang. 
Walk confidently and avoid looking like a victim. Keep your head high and your shoulders back and take measured, purposeful strides. If things get noisy, alert people. Kick cars to set off alarms. Yeah, because people come running out of those, don't they? Listen to this self-defence tip, right? Use any self-defence skills you have. Well, that's not a tip. Poke in the eye, twist of the anena, Chinese burn. Chinese burn. Chinese burns are quite pleasurable. Give me one. What? Give me, give me your best. Mm. Go on, give, go on. No, I can't. I can't. Let me give you one. No. Why? I don't like them. You don't know. When was the last time you had one? Uh. Oh, I don't. I don't like it. Why don't, why don't you like it? You ready? Ow! Oh, it's nice, isn't it? It wakes you it's up. It's when it stops. Yeah. Those Chinese are vicious, aren't they? Shame they can't whisper. <laughs> Have you got anything? Yes, an old cat. <laughs> oh man, alive! Chasing mice is a distant memory, and his f- and her fur isn't as fluffy as it used to be. Yeah. How old's your cat? God, that's really affected you. Look, you're rubbing your arm. Well, wait, I, I bruise like a peach. You're oh, going to have some explaining to do. Hey, hey. Um, how old's your cat? Uh, she's fifteen. She is tiny, tiny, Whoa. tiny, tiny spring chicken yeah. in the cat world compared to Poppy, who is twenty-four. What? And how did she achieve that great age while looking so great? <laughs> she looks like a stuffed cat. She looks like the worst, worst stuffed cat I've ever she, seen. All she eats is KFC. Oh, what? Yeah. You can't give a cat KFC. No. I very velvet, naughty. I gave Velvet some chicken last night. Did you? What did she say? Thanks. Thanks, Ian, I love you. Hey, we should stop. Um, sp- what's wrong? Just a little bit of... Is it smarting? Yeah. You did it to me first. It's um... Yeah, but mine isn't showing God, up. Look, what's happening to your arm? I know, I told you. Wow. Anyway, at least I've got some Ev. Stop wasting cash on cancer. What? Who would say that? Me. Why? No, I'm, I'm, I'm reading it. Oh. Sorry. It says, Chris Packham, <gasps> presenter's plea to fund wildlife instead. Tell he's, he's always coming out. Well, sometimes he comes out and speaks sense. The whole thing about the pandas, I agree with. We don't need them. Let's get rid of them. Telly Spr- but this is, is interesting. Telly Springwatch host Chris Packham is one thought fit like that. All right, there's no need for that. I'm just getting be- personal about it. No, it's the theatre of the mind. I'm just painting a picture, a verbal picture. Thoughts like that. Spike, spiky hair. It's spiky hair. Thoughts like that. Telly Springwatch host Chris Packham has. Sh- you're right. Yeah. Has uh, shocked cancer patients by declaring research cash should be diverted to wildlife instead. Oh, dear. The BBC naturalist says in the latest Radio Times, we'll need to stop chasing cures for cancer and things like that. Cancer and things like that. And start realising the health of the planet goes beyond the health of human beings. Oh, nice try, Chris. Chris Packham! Do you want to do one more and then we'll play a song? Uh, Should we just play a song? Uh, yeah.
Speaking of dead rock stars. Yes. Did you see the uh, Michael Jackson performing at the... What was it? It wasn't the Grammys, was it? The B, the BMAs. The, um... The, uh, the Billboard... It was the, the BMAs, Billboard. the Billboard Musicals. Yeah, I did see it. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was... An interesting response. He's been dead for five years. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen some artists who should have put that on rather than turning up. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. I saw it last night. Apparently it's had a bit of a... It was quite muted, the uh, audience response afterwards. Well, some of them are crying. I don't think they knew whether they should be enjoying it or not. It's not like being in church and, and, and uh, you know, we got told off in the assembly once because we applauded a, a religious reading. Oh. Mrs Payne, the headmistress, uh, told us off. Maybe some people felt that, but it was it was doing. A, I thought it was a good song, and I thought it was a good performance. Yeah, it isn't interesting how, with just a few stock moves, you recreate one, oh! one of the greatest performers. His mouth was a memory. bit. His mouth was a bit funny. Yeah, it was a bit like a Sims version. Yeah, but you know, fair play. Fair play to that. So, what does that hologram do now? That's that exists now, does it? That just that's living somewhere. Uh, I don't. I think they just switch it off, don't they? Oh, you what? Switch it off. You're I- thinking of the real Michael Jackson. <laughs> this is a hologram. This hologram just goes around. Do it like it could do it anywhere. I guess should be able to hire it out for parties. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Ow. Is that Michael Jackson? He did that, didn't he? Yeah, he did that. I'm smooth criminal. Actually, we don't need the hologram. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M are heading southbound, looking rather slow at the moment on the speed sensors at Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Brickywood, rather heavy at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25. And the M25 itself looking rather heavy, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20, Kings Langley. So far on public transport, we're not seeing any reported problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46, it's Tuesday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it means cutbacks for younger women. Lawyers for the radical preacher Abu Hamza say he's appealing his conviction in the US for terrorism offences. And police in Buckinghamshire searching for a missing colleague say the body of a woman has been found in Woodland. They believe the body is that of Sergeant Louise Gibson, who was based at High Wycombe. 08459 455 555. In a few moments, I'm going to be taking Justin Dealey down a peg or two. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's a bit of a change in our weather today. We've got a lot more cloud and the chance of one or two potentially quite heavy showers. But the good news is it should stay reasonably warm as we head uh, through the course of the day. But more cloud around first thing. We should get some bright spells uh, through the course of the morning. It's as we head uh, through the latter part of the morning, through mid-morning onwards, really, we're likely to see one or two of these very heavy thundery showers, perhaps a bit of hail mixed in there as well. They're going to come and go and pop up pretty much anywhere through the course of the day, but we should get some sunny spells or at least some drier, brighter spells between them and it's during those that we'll get our maximum temperature still warm. We could get up to 23, 24 Celsius. 
Overnight, we're still going to get these showers rumbling through for the first part. Through the middle part, they'll dry out. That's going to allow mist and fog patches to form as we'll get some clear spells. The minimum temperature staying in double figures. Even in the countryside, we're down at 10 Celsius. More cloud around for Wednesday. Outbreaks of rain pushing in from the continent tomorrow. Uh, some of those quite heavy as we head into tomorrow evening. But the maximum temperature, again, still reasonable, but a bit cooler than today. 17 Celsius, 63 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... Why did Wet 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 break up? You know, it surprised me that it, that it lasted so long, but I think there's always going to be something that trips you up. Great guests. A Milton Keynes charity is celebrating its fifth anniversary after changing many young people's lives. Great music. This is the Drifters kissing in the back row of the movies. Hello to Adam, who has messaged me, so I'm playing some great tunes today. Great conversations. I'm in the library in Houghton Regis as part of our big tour. A lot of Houghton Regis was mainly 18. 19th century. There was a big fire in the 1600s which burnt the village out. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. You're gonna lose that yes, girl. Yes, you're gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose. Yes, yes, you're gonna lose girl. that girl. If you don't take her out tonight, she's gonna change her she's mind. She's gonna change her mind. feedback Catherine about your beavering <laughs> I was a ranger guide oh I thought you were a mega beaver no no that's a vicious rumor okay sorry about that I got confused I've got more powers than a mega beaver Justin morning boss where are you are you in here I uh, know so this is this is the best quality I've ever heard you are you sure you're not hey, in this listen, room I've, I've up the ante I've so, said to the bosses, look, I want quality. Are you in your own studio? Uh, maybe. 
I'm in the Jay Dismail. What? Jay Dismail. <laughs> That's not what you said. You said the Jay Dismail. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> where where are time. you? I'm in the radio car. No, you're not, because the radio I, car don't sound nothing like listen, this. Listen, I promise you. I promise you. Hand on my heart, OK? I'm in the radio car. I want a word with you. What about? You're a Muppet. Why? What have I done? Well, you think Mark Boland's good. <laughs> Who doesn't think Mark Boland's good? Um, me, Catherine. What? Me. Yeah. What's the matter with you two? He's rubbish. Get it on. Oh, what yeah. a great song. And it's it, every other song after that is no, a weak I version. Quite like, I like the boogie. Yes. I like the boogie. I did the bug boogie. Jeepster? I like the boogie. boogie. I metal like, guru? I like the jeepster. <laughs> I like the metal guru. No, metal guru and uh, Rider White Swan and all that all yes. sound like the same song. He said, and also, it's, it's metal guru. What's all oh, this metal listen, guru? Listen, Mark Boland, an absolute legend. Whenever I talk to ladies about Mark Boland what? on my Saturday morning music programme, oh, they all go weak at the knees still. That man, yes, he, he could sing, great records, but charisma as well. He was a beautiful boy, although you yep. disagree with that, Catherine. Yeah. He got very puffy towards the end. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Yeah, yeah well. That's the bowling I remember. Yeah. Uh, but it's just rubbish. <sighs> that, that kind of um, sort of glitter band sound, sounding guitar, that sort of cheap and cheerful. It was rubbish, man. I'll tell you what, then. T Rex to see. Um, the UK's number one oh, tribute act to T Rex. Wherever sex. they go, um, they've been at the stables recently. They always sell out because the man, the music, legendary. Because people forget that he only had one song and all his other songs. <laughs> Sound like that one song. Does it really I matter? I like the boogie. I get the bug boogie. <laughs> I like the jeepster. What was it? Well, name another song. Oh, there's so many to choose well, from. Well, go on then. Na- oh. name, me, I do, name me five. Okay, get it on. Yeah. Uh, Metal Guru. Yeah. Uh, jeepster. Yeah. Rider White Swan. Oh, I'm not even going to count that. Why? Because it's not a song. Sing it. I like to boogie. Debarada, debarada. you're just a gypsy for my love. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Mark Boland's good, you see, in comparison. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, listen, this, um, uh, what's his name? Richard Scudamore. Yes, the Premier League chief exec. Apparently he's on £1.2 million a year. Wowzers. Now, what, uh, he sent some, uh, there's all this furore about these naughty emails, he said. Well, David Cameron's saying if he was his employee, he'd sack him. Mm. Now, I've, I've tried to find the emails this morning. I couldn't. I have found excerpts from the emails. They're not particularly pleasant. Well, he, he's used... Um, how can I put this um, politely? Don't um, put it. Yes. Um, he's referred to women as a word that not even my mates would use down the pub. He's uh, referred to a group of people by their uh, a horrible name for their private parts. Yes. And you would expect it of a 14-year-old boy, but exactly. perhaps not a 50-something man. E- exactly. You would expect it of a 14-year-old boy. So he's referred to women in a private email um, uh, in, in a sexually uh, unpleasant way. Okay? Yep. And he's made sexual jokes about them in a private email. Now, Catherine, I sent you two private emails today. Should I be sacked for those emails? Yes. That's the wrong answer. It's <laughs> the wrong answer. We're mates... And I've sent you private emails, yeah. OK? So, no. Should you be sat for them? Yes. No, I sh- that's the wrong answer, Justin. The thing is, Ian, you know, w- with this particular story, some would say, well, he's done absolutely nothing wrong. He's having banter. But you, you've got to remember the position that he's in. He is the chief exec of the Premier League, an organisation worth billions of pounds. Um, he should not be doing this. I don't think he should be sacked, but I think, you know, what he's done is very, very wrong. He's acting like a kid, and he's making himself look incredibly stupid. I think the 
PA, who I believe was a temp who, who leaked the uh, story to the Daily Mirror. Hmm, I'd be interested to find out if she got money for that. She I, probably did. Yeah. She probably did, but then again... Does that, well, hang on. So let, if we're taking the moral high ground, I would say that was more immoral. And we don't know. Let's assume mm. she did for a second. Yeah. If she got money from the, from the Daily Mirror for those, those emails, I would say that that is more immoral... Uh, than what Scudamore said in his emails. Insane. I'm not defending what yeah, he said. Yeah, I know that, but I suppose you could say there's no smoke without fire. Here we have a, a man who's in a very powerful position and she thinks that he's doing something wrong. And um, We're always trying to attract more women to come into the game, so somebody who's at the very top making comments like this, um, there's an argument that says, well, these comments should be out there. He should be named and shamed for, for what he's done. Also, it, it makes me question the judgment of someone who thinks it's okay to run that past a woman. Mm. You know, okay, Okay, send whatever you like between you and your mate. She can be as daft as you like. But why would you think it was okay to say it in front of someone else unless it, mm. it, it, it's a symptom of the sort of behaviour that maybe he, he he behaves like that all the time? It's an interesting one. I mean, personally, I wouldn't do this, but I would probably what, get away. What? Hang on. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, no, the, the, the terms that he's using to describe women, yeah. even, you know, with my closest friends when it comes to banter, not even I would do that. Um, I probably would get away with it because I'm not in a position of power. Uh, here we have a man who's looked, you know, people look up to him. Um, so he certainly shouldn't yeah. be doing this. But whether he should be sacked or not, I don't let's, think so. Let's put it out there. Should Scudamore be sacked? 08459 455 555. You've been speaking to members of the Great British. Yes, I have. Um, some brief reaction on this to come um, a bit later on. But uh, here's somebody I spoke to uh, a moment ago. I explained to this uh, this lady um, the comments. Did you um, say the comments? Yes, I oh, did. I did. Oh I, I explained the comments because I think I needed to. It's been nice because, working with you. Yeah. <laughs> but I explained how he described women. Um, here's what this lady had to say about that. I think that it's not appropriate. I think that... Um, colloquial slang shouldn't be used in such a professional setting and it should be changed. That's what I think. I mean, even though that email hasn't gone to you directly, you're, you're, you seem to be highly offended by what's being said here about women. Yeah, because um, as species or a sex, so it be said, um, we're put up with a lot of obstacles and challenges and as we're fighting to become equal, it's not correct that people are always trying to differentiate between women and men in such a negative manner. Now, I'm right in saying that, that you run your own business. Now, do you think some people look down on you because you're a lady? Even still, do you think some people have got that attitude out there? Yeah, I feel like some people don't take me seriously. Just because I'm you're a woman? I'm here to prove what I need to prove, so it's OK. I'm just going to keep on doing what I want to do and keep on showing and knocking down those barriers for me and for people of the future. Wow, people of the future. Justin, excellent stuff. And also, you're right, Catherine, you, you, you pointed out, I'm not sure that Scudamore even used the word. I think it was the, the solicitor or the lawyer that he was, uh, and that's a debate for a different day. What's the difference? But it was the lawyer that used the, the term, the chap he was um, chatting with. But is that the sort of thing bantery should be engaged in? People do get in, say hey. stupid things when they think no one else is watching. But we, we, the banter that we as a team have upstairs... Yeah. Would get inappropriate. Us the, it was, it's inappropriate. We'll get you and Justin the sack. Wow. Yeah. Me and Justin. Yeah, exactly. No, didn't me. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The A1M heading southbound on the speed sensors looking very slow at the moment at Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Brickywood, very slow moving at the moment on the North Orbital Road just off the M25. The M25 itself is looking heavy heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21, the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And in Borehamwood, it's queuing at the moment on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And in Wofford, looking rather heavy at the moment on Exchange Road just around Beecham Grove. So far on the trains, not seeing any reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Right, so should Richard Scudamore lose his... It's not very often we do a kind of sporting story, but I suppose this this is bigger than sport. Should he lose his job? I, I think he should get a slapped wrist, but... Losing his job seems a little bit extreme to me. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, changes proposed to IVF treatment in Bedfordshire, Abu Hamza to appeal terrorism convictions and body found in search for missing Buckinghamshire police officer. BBC Three Counties Radio. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it means cutbacks for younger women. Under the plans, those aged from 23 to 40 would only be entitled to two cycles of IVF instead of the current three. More from Ewan Duncan. Providing one cycle of treatment for women aged 40 to 42 would take the cost of IVF provision on the NHS in Bedfordshire to a million pounds, an increase of £200,000 on what's currently spent. The Clinical Commissioning Group wants to meet the recommended national guidelines for women aged up to 42. But to avoid cuts to other services, it's considering whether to reduce the IVF cycles offered to women under 40, which would actually result in saving £150,000. Lawyers for the radical preacher Abu Hamza say they're to appeal against his conviction in the USA for terrorism offences. The Home Secretary has welcomed the verdicts on the cleric who was extradited from the UK in 2012. The BBC's security correspondent is Frank Gardner. He was a clown figure to many, but he radicalised others and he was far more dangerous than the security services realised. So for years they let him get on with his vitriolic sermons, radicalising people and thinking, ah, he's just a noisy guy, we don't need to take any notice of him. They should have done, and I think they realised too late their mistake. Police in Buckinghamshire searching for a missing colleague say the body of a woman has been found in Woodland near the village of Little Kingshill. Thames Valley Police say they believe the body found yesterday afternoon is that of some. Sergeant Louise Gibson, who was based at High Wycombe. The 43-year-old went missing from Great Kings Hill on Thursday evening. More than 100,000 people have signed a petition urging the US Coast Guard to begin a new search for four British yachtsmen missing in the Atlantic. The families of the crew think their yacht capsized and the men took to a life raft. The body in charge of youth offending in Luton is the first in the region to have been given a national award for its restorative justice work, where victims of crime come face to face with offenders. John Collins is from the Restorative Justice Council. Luton Yachts, one of ten organisations across the country who have now, who've now achieved this standard. There is a great deal of support for this approach now, but it shouldn't be seen as a soft option. And for offenders who've been through it, they often see it as much tougher than a normal, you know, a normal court appearance. 
Firefighters rescued a woman from a blaze in a bungalow kitchen in Bletchley yesterday evening, caused by an unattended cooking pan. Crews were called to Lagan Court just after five o'clock. Police councils and support groups in Bedfordshire are vowing to work together to encourage more victims of hate crime to come forward. 300 crimes were reported last year. The overwhelming majority were race-related. In sport, Milton Keynes boxer Matt Legg says fighting on the undercard of the Frotch Groves rematch in front of thousands of fans at Wembley Stadium is an amazing opportunity. The 38-year-old will fight Watford's Olympic champion Anthony Joshua at the end of the month. The weather staying warm but with a chance of heavy and thundery showers, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's cuteness and the walks. There's brilliant walks. If you're a dog lover, it's a great place to be. It's all about where you live. We're a big mixture. A lot of people moved in, but I know people who've always lived here. We're featuring Wendover. You've got the Wendover Woods. It's a nicer community. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy, busy show this morning. Coming up, good news for older women in Bedfordshire. You might get a free IVF cycle. However, if you're under 40, it will probably mean one less chance for you. Does that seem fair? If you're a woman, a Berkhamsted garage is holding a special event to make you less frightened of driving. Are women really frightened of driving? And Richard Scudamore, he's the fellow that's been sending, well, not particularly nice emails about women, but should he really lose his job? Yeah, he's been an idiot. Yeah, he's got caught. But lots of people have done it, haven't they? We say things in private emails that are meant to be, well, you know, private. Surely he should have a slap wrist. He's been humiliated in the press and let him get on with his job. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. But the best way to get in touch is to give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Before the uh, news, I was having um, virtual fisticuffs with... What's his name? At least a Jason Donovan, Justin Dealey. It's the, it's the initials. And the hair. And the attitude. And the career trajectory. Uh, who, who He thinks that Mark Boland's brilliant. He's not. Boland's rubbish. Boland is rubbish. Get it on. It's a great song. A great song. But the act is rubbish. This is why he didn't sell a record in the States. The States were wise to him. They were wise to the fact that there was nothing there. Phil has texted in. At last... I thought I was the only one who didn't get Mark Boland. Phil, there's nothing to get. He's a haircut and a sparkly guitar. And that's it. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. Now, good news if getting pregnant hasn't been as straightforward as you'd hoped. There are proposals to offer a free cycle of IVF to women aged between 40 and 42 in Bedfordshire. But don't get too excited, as we all know the NHS isn't made of money, and giving those women a chance would mean taking one away from 23 to 40-year-olds. Under the Clinical Commissioning Group's plans, they'd get two cycles rather than the three they're offered now, which, by the way, is the number that NICE recommends. Well, in a moment, we'll hear from Dr.
Dr Diane Bell, who's Director of Strategy at Bed CCG. But first, let's talk to Susan Seenan, who is Chief Executive of the Infertility Network. Morning, Susan. Good morning. Susan, what's your take on this? Well, we're delighted that the CCG are considering offering one cycle to women aged 40 to 42. Um, it's a very small group of women who benefit from it because um, they have to have not previously had treatment and also have a good ovarian reserve, so there's a good chance the cycle will be successful. So that's good news, um, but we would be very disappointed if the CCG then reduced the provision from three to two for the main body of women who need IVF treatment. As you said, that three cycles is what's recommended by NICE, and that's based on cost and clinical effectiveness, and that's the right number of cycles to offer to people. If three cycles is, is, is the recommended um, uh, uh, amount, then is one cycle for older women going to be enough? Well, again, that's the recommendation made by the body of experts which made up the NICE guideline group. Um, They looked at this group of women and decided that um, with all the evidence around, one cycle for that age group was the the most optimum number of cycles to offer. Um, These these women have not previously tried IVF treatment Mm. and they decided it was only right that they should be able to at least have one attempt at IVF. More would be good, but like you say, the NHS isn't made of money, so it's really just offering them a chance. Um, And in that age group, one cycle was was thought to be the best. Uh, Disappointing for younger women, though. Absolutely. Um, the again, NICE recommended three cycles, and we um, have worked with the National Infertility Awareness Campaign for over 20 years now, um, with the old PCTs and now with the CCGs, um, trying to make sure that they did follow the NICE guidance. Mm. Unfortunately, many of them don't. And what that means for, for couples and women is that they can access treatment depending on the postcode. And if the cycles are reduced um, in some areas, it means that they are being unfairly discriminated because of their postcode, and that's completely not fair. Susan, th- th- there will be some people listening uh, who would think that uh, to spend any money on IVF is um, an unnecessary luxury when there are people with, with illnesses and diseases that, that aren't getting treatment because of cuts to funding. Yeah, well, there's a couple of points there. First of all, infertility is actually an illness. Um, People don't choose to suffer from infertility. It's not a lifestyle choice. It's not a luxury. It's the most basic biological function. Um, And it's only fair that they can access a limited amount of treatment to help them. But having children is a luxury, isn't it? Um, Actually, it's not a luxury. It's it's not any more a luxury than a happy, healthy lifestyle um, and uh, living healthily and not suffering from any other debilitating illness because infertility has a huge impact on people's lives. And I think if people haven't been through it, they don't and probably can't be expected to understand it. What's wrong with adopting? Well, various things. There's nothing wrong with adopting if it's the right thing for you. But it's not as easy as people think. There's not a whole load of babies sitting there just waiting to be adopted. It's a very difficult process. It's mostly older children who are around for adoption. And a lot of these children come with an awful lot of problems. It's not straightforward to go through the process. And it just isn't right for everybody. For some people, yes, it's the right option. But it's not the right option for everybody. Susan, stay there. We'll come back in a second. I want to bring in Dr Diane Bell into the conversation. Diane is the Director of Strategy at Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Uh, Why are the number of uh, cycles for younger women being cut? 
Well, at the end of the day, we have a fixed budget, as you rightly said, and we have to live within our means. Um, we would ideally love to uh, fund everything that NICE recommends, but we just don't think we can. And so we had decided that the important bit for us was to offer more women the opportunity of IVF. But to make that uh, offer, we had to make efficiency savings somewhere else. So that means one less cycle for those younger than 40. Uh, uh, three is the recommended. It, 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 there could be a chance that you could be wasting money with just two cycles. Is there, there's less chance it will be effective. Well, um, it's, it's a trade-off at the end of the day. I mean, the success rate for IVF is, is not great at the best of it. So for women under 35, the success rate is only one in three. For women over 40, the success rate drops to one in seven. So two cycles um, is better than one, uh, is better than none. Worse um, than three. Yeah, it is worse than three, but it's still better than none. And IVF will still be available free on the NHS, whatever we do. It is a postcode lottery, isn't it? A rather hackneyed phrase. But there are other places where you, you will still be able to get your, your, the, the full three recommended attempts. Um, it's very variable across the country as to how much IVF, how many cycles you can get and when you can get it. Actually, what we're going to do in Bedfordshire is we haven't actually made a decision yet. What we're going to do is go and ask the population, ask people what they think. How should we make these trade-offs? And therefore turn it into not a postcode lottery, but actually postcode-based decision-making by asking people what they think we should do. Postcode-based decision-making? Yes. Um, it's only right that if we're making decisions on how you spend money for, for Bedfordshire's population, for Bedfordshire's people, so we ask people which option we should take. We could, we could stay with the existing policy, which gives people aged under 40 three full cycles, or we could extend the age range but drop the number of cycles. Ah, so, the, so there isn't an option for people to say you keep the three um, cycles for the younger women and you add, an extra, you add a cycle for the older women. That, that's not an option. Uh, no, that's not an option. Okay, so, it's, so it's not. It, so it's it's, it's decision. It's de- postcode based decision making within your very strict parameters. Well, we have a list. We have a number of options, and we're going to go to consult that on those over the summer. Which and it's just this conversation we want to take out okay. to the public. But 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 so, so so people will have a say in it. But it, it is it within your strict parameters. It's within the money we have available to fund this. Okay. How do we best make best use of it? What is, do people think? Some people are, uh, might be suggesting, Diane, that this is a, a sneaky way of, of getting those who can't afford it to give up and go private. Uh, no, as I say, IVF will remain available on the NHS regardless of what happens, and it is available today. So, um, as I say, all we're trying to do is follow the, the spirit of the NICE guidance within the cost constraints that we have. Susan, do, do, do you think it's, it's a way of getting those who can afford it to give up and go private? I think some people will ultimately be forced to go down the private route if they can't access NHS treatment. And again, you then have um, an unfairness because only those people who can afford to go privately will be able to. But I think that the, the danger with going out to the public and asking them what they think should be offered in terms of IVF is that they don't actually understand. They don't understand the reasoning behind the NICE guidance. They don't understand all the evidence that NICE made the decisions on. A lot of people don't understand the impact of infertility. And a lot of people sadly see infertility as a lifestyle choice. And it absolutely isn't. And the danger with going out, I think, and asking the general public what they think is you will get a lot of people inputting to a decision that they don't actually understand. NICE made these recommendations based on cost and clinical effectiveness. There was a lot of work went into the guidance and NICE themselves came out last week and said with the quality standard that it was important that the CCGs actually followed the guidance. So I don't agree with actually going out and asking the public when we have a central guidance which categorically says what is the best option for patients. Diane? 
Well, like I said, in an ideal world, we'd love to fund everything that guide, uh, NICE recommends in terms of its guidance. NICE sends out guidance on almost everything, but we have to make local decisions about how to spend our limited pot of money. And I think, you know, as, we, as taxpayers as well as patients, I think the public deserve a right to, uh, to have a say on how we, how we make some of these trade-offs. The, um, the, work, the consultation we're going to do is not just a general consultation. We're actually going to uh, target and speak to people we think have a special interest in this area. So it's not a, a sort of a, a general catch-all. We're actually going to be quite, quite clever about how we do this consultation. We want to hear from anybody who feels they've got an opinion or anybody uh, who wants to get involved in this, and they can do so through our website if they want to uh, get in touch with us about this. Diane, is this, is, this, is this a forerunner to knocking IVF on the head altogether? No, it's not at all, no. Because there are some people who do think it's, it's, it's an unnecessary luxury. I understand that, but as, as uh, your other caller has um, pointed out, uh, NICE does recommend it. It is, a, it is a disease, it is an illness, people don't choose to be infertile, and there's, there's no mention at all of not providing IVF. It does seem that the, the one cycle for a 40-year-old woman or a 42-year-old woman, mm-hmm. let's be honest, it ain't going to work, is it? Well, the success rate is one in seven. That's what nice. Um, so so that's, that, that would imply it's, a, it, it's kind of a waste of money. If you're only going to have one shot at it and it's one in seven, the odds are stacked against you. That, that some people might say that that's a waste of money. Well, unless you're the one woman in seven who happens to get pregnant. And at the end of the day, uh, we all are having families older in general. We're having, we're having careers. Women are having careers first and families later. So it, this is trying to keep up with just the pace of the way we live our lives too. OK, Diane, thank you very much. Dr Diane Bell, Director of Strategy at Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group. The other voice you heard there was uh, Susan Seenan, Chief Execu- Executive of the Infertility Network. I, mm, I, mm, uh, mm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm a bit fed up of hearing all this, women are having careers like it's a choice. If you are a responsible person who finishes, say you go to university, yes. say you don't. Mm, she's off on one. Say you want to set up a home where you own the house and you're yeah. married or you're with the right person and it's yeah. stable. Yeah. That's not going to happen until you're in your 30s. Yeah. You're not going to clear yourself of the debt yeah. that you would need to to be able to, in good conscience, bring someone else into the world. It's not like women are making a choice. Economics are dictating that we're having to yeah. hang on. You, are you talking to me? <sighs> hey, up. I'm confused by... All right, sister, I'm, listen, I'm on your side. I'm going to go and burn my bra and my pants in a minute. Uh, I'm, I'm confused about... Uh, I think having kids is... What did I say it was? A luxury? Did I say a luxury? It's a luxury, having kids, isn't it? You, 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 you could argue it's a right, but then that means that if you if you can't afford kids, you should be able... I, I think it's a luck... I tell you what, let's do the travel. I think it's a privilege. Oh, you are a poet. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Great North Road's looking rather heavy heading southbound at the Black Cat roundabout at the moment. And the A1M heading southbound's heavy at Junction 7 for Stevenage. The M1 also looking slow on the sensors between Junction 10 at Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Take a look at the M25 heading clockwise. One lane's closed at the moment between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 25 at Enfield. And anti-clockwise very slow on the sensors between 21 the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Queuing at the moment on the Barnet Bypass between Barnet Lane and Mill Hill Circus and so far taking a look at public transport, no reported problems to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Counties Radio. Hey up Nicola! 7.18, it's Tuesday the 20th of May, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire but it means cutbacks for younger women. 
Lawyers for the radical preacher Abu Hamza say they're to appeal against his conviction in the US for terrorism offences. And police in Buckinghamshire searching for a missing colleague say the body of a woman has been found in Woodland. They believe the body is that of Sergeant Louise Gibson, who was based at High Wycombe. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they'll start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's quick, quickly go back to the... Is having kids a, a luxury or a right? And maybe they're not the right terms. Yeah, of course it's a privilege, but maybe they're not the right terms. I think it is... It's it, Luxury sound makes it sound um, like it's a thing, it's a commodity. But I, I, I don't think... When we... I mean, listen, I'm really lucky. I'm doing all right. When we had both of our kids, we kind of thought, well, can we afford this? Are we in a, good, are we in a strong enough position that we can do this? Can you, take, can you afford to take time off work? Can I afford to... Our careers are a little bit... Could we, we had that conversation. Well, as, it seems you're a fool. What you should have been doing is getting sprugged up straight away. Man alive. I should have been having kids at the age of well, 20. look at it. We spent all... Not us together, but we spent our 20s trying not to get pregnant and then <laughs> kind of assuming that it would be as easy as that. And yeah. the experience of my friends is that that's just not the case. Well, the experience for me is uh, first time. Well, you're very lucky, but you can't you can't count on that. Good, good stuff. I've got good stuff. Uh, you can't count on it these days. You're right. Uh, you're right. It, and it can be very difficult. Uh, I just don't think uh, d- we've got an email here. That, uh, I think this email kind of s- s- says what I'm trying to say, but I don't know if I'm actually trying to say this. Steve says your guest speaker Diane wanted local opinion, so tell her this. It's just another waste of money providing a service the NHS was never set up for and cannot afford. Instead of wasting money on the very small chance IVF will be successful, target it at treatments for sick people that are effective. I'm not, I'm not quite saying that. Can you give me a call and help me? I don't know what I'm trying to say. 08459 455 555. The point was raised that having kids uh, is not a luxury, it's a right. I don't think the word right was used, but that was kind of what was implied, I think. And I don't think it... I've got it. I don't think it is, it is everybody's right to have kids. There we go, I've said it. I've, I've managed to put it into words that I was jumping around. I don't think it's everybody's right to have kids. If you can't afford to have kids, or if you're in a situation where having kids would be dangerous, then you shouldn't have them. Um, and uh, you know what? If, if, if physically you can't have kids, I don't know. I don't know. But not being able to physically doesn't mean you can't be a parent. No. And surely that's the most important thing. It's not the actual childbirth. To be honest, I've done it twice. I'd give it a miss next time if I could. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's a tough one. 08459 455 555. I need your help with this one, please. If you can kind of just clear my thoughts up a bit. I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to say. I think basically what it boils down to is I don't think it's everybody's right to have kids. Does that sound? Does that make me sound a bit harsh? Probably does. 08459 455 555. We'll take your calls on that throughout the rest of the morning. Now, 
How would you feel about coming face-to-face with someone who'd burgled your house or attacked you? The process, called restorative justice, gives victims the chance to tell offenders the real impact of their crime and to get answers to their questions. Well, in Luton, the youth offending team is the first in the region to have won an award in this field. Liz King is the service manager from the organisation. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Ian. Hi. What, what, What are you doing right? Why did you win this award? Okay, I mean, we've been we've been sort of um, doing a restorative justice approach in the youth planning service for really quite a number of years now. But this was around having us kind of looked at externally by you know a body called the Restorative Justice Council, um, who sort of operates to sort of kind of very standard of sort of delivery and things that you're supposed to be doing. And they kind of accredited us basically. We've got a restorative services quality mark for our restorative justice services. So lots of different areas they look at. They look at kind of leadership. They look at planning and the way you actually deliver the service and your performance. And they felt that we met those national standards. So the work that we've already been doing, um, you know, sort of victims in Luton can now be assured that, you know, we've got this quality mark which sort of says, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it right and we're doing it well. And how does it work, Liz? You get a a victim and a a perpetrator sat in the room. Are you in there? Is there a police officer in there, a counsellor? What's the setup? Okay, I mean, restorative justice is a, is a range of different things. I mean, one of those things is actually meeting, getting the victim and the offender face-to-face. I mean, it also includes things like letters of explanation, what we call shuttle mediation. Okay, so they might not meet, but there, there, there's communication yeah, going there, back I mean, and there forth. Are, there are various things. But obviously, you know, we do, we do offer, and we always kind of work towards where kind of people want to do that, people getting together. Now, we've got staff who are trained, um, and that's part of the award. You have to say that you've got people who are properly trained to facilitate those restorative justice meetings, those conferences. So actually there's a, but there is, what I suppose the public don't necessarily always kind of maybe see is the amount of preparation that goes on before those meetings. Because obviously you don't just put people in a room kind of straight away. There are, you know, meetings between victims and the restorative workers in the service. You know, meetings with the offenders. I mean, the last two um, conferences we've done have actually been in, in prison. We've gone into where a young person is serving a prison sentence in, in custody and done that restorative conference, taken the victim in um, and done that kind of face-to-face. So there's a lot of preparation work, a lot of risk assessment. Nobody ever gets to kind of meet unless, you know, we're, everyone is happy about what the purpose of the conference is and they know what they want to get out of it. And what kind sides. of crimes are we talking about? Okay, I mean, from from Luton's perspective, and again, you know, in terms of best practice, you run them for any any offence, okay? So, you know, we will offer restorative sort of service. I mean, we are a restorative justice service. That's our kind of, you know, one of the things we badge ourselves as. And we will do early offence, early diversion, low level, what we call, they're not to victims, but in terms of the gravity of offences, they're more low level, minor theft, you know, things like that, minor criminal damage. But that's remembering that the impact on the victim you know can be can be huge you know we we're not you know there to sort of make the judgment on how serious it is but i suppose from you know if you you know what most people in the public would understand about lower level and higher you know more serious offenses we will cover all of them as i said you know we've done conferences with children who are in prison and those are for robbery offenses those Mm. particular ones so that nothing nothing's out of bounds um and obviously 
in other you know in other areas in other countries they've done very successful conferences around you know very very serious offenses in mm. terms of murder in terms of um but you know, we will we will look at you know if the offender wants it if the victim wants it we will try and work towards making that happen. Liz, well done. Keep up the good work. Uh, Liz King, service manager from the uh, youth offending team in Luton. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey up, Dennis. Good morning. Wagwan. Good morning. Wagwan. Good morning. I want to say... Wagwan. Uh, what, what do you want about? Can you say Wagwan? Why? Just say it. Wagwan. 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 Wag- say Wagwan, Ian. Wagwan, Ian. Wagwan, Dennis. Goodbye. Hello. Wagwan. Come back. Yes. Uh, as a fellow father, as you are, oh. children are a pleasure. They weren't last night. Well... They were getting right on my... Get no. this, Dennis, right? My, no. Putting my two boys to bed, they're four and two, OK? Yeah. It was hot, so they were naked. Uh, the youngest one had uh, nappy on. Uh, the other one, actually, the eldest had pyjama trousers on, right? Yeah. They're in bed, yeah. and I'm trying to read them a story. Yes. And I look down, and I see... The, eld- the eldest one... This, this is the words that left my mouth, OK, last night. Yes. Stop licking your brother... It's weird. <laughs> the eldest one was licking the younger one. He was licking him. It was assault. I said, stop. They're not dogs. I said, stop licking your brother. It's weird. And he went, oh, I'm sorry, Daddy. Yeah. And then I, I turned away and I was reading the book. Um, I was reading Squash and a Squeeze. It's quite good. But I was looking at my peripheral. I've got really good peripheral vision. Okay, Dennis. I can see I can see a lot. I can see what Kath's doing now. I see that. And I could see at the peripheral, and he was looking at me. What, what cat are you talking about? Kath- Catherine. Oh, I thought you said cat. I was going to say, oh, sorry, carry on. No. So I could see at my peripheral, and the eldest, he was looking at me, and he was leaning towards his younger brother, and when he thought I wasn't looking, he was licking his shoulder again. <sighs> He's learning what's going to happen later on well, in life. Well, he, he learned what happened. I gave, I gave him a smack around the ear. I shouldn't do. What? No, no, he's in training for when he gets a young lady. Oh, dear. He's licking her shoulders. Well, that's one of the places. Steady, 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 Dennis. That's one of the places. Anyway. Yes. About the rights of people having children. They've got a right to try. That's all. As soon as they've got a child, then the rights change. It's the child who has a right to be loved. And that's all I can say about it. What about, what about yes. if um, they can't have babies the natural way? And I think we all know what we're talking about here, Dennis. Yes. Um, should they go and have IVF on the NHS? Perhaps once. Costs about six, seven grand a pop, I think. Perhaps once. Yeah. But, the, really... but the chances, you, you need to do it two or three times to, to really up your yeah. chances. Yeah, but your you chances see, up. in the natural way, quite often, you, you, get, you make a result when you don't want one. Yeah. You know, when you're not married, and that's a problem. When you're married, you try and try and nothing happens. Uh, but I've got a, a tweet here from uh, Scott who says, you and Boyle are basically just saying only financially sh- secure people should have a child, i.e. middle-class people, sickening, social engineering, you're practically Nazis. I don't know. You see, I mean, if you think... can't afford to have a kid, you shouldn't have kids. Well, look, when we were married, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't university married, Dennis. students or anything you, like that. What are you talking about? We've never been married. You're, you're losing the plot, mate. No, no, no. You're married to win. I know, I said... I'm before. married to Fandango. That, that's right, but what I'm saying yes. is... When we started to have children, we just had We children. didn't have children, Dennis. We've never had children, for goodness sakes. Which one of us would be the lady? No, we had children. We didn't, Dennis! I don't, honestly, I've never even met you! It's a vicious lie! 
Are you I'm the lady or am I the lady? Well, Dennis, I'm afraid we're going to have to end it there, mate. You're rambling this morning. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M heading southbound's looking slow on the sensors at Junction 7 for Stevenage. The M1 very heavy now. That's heading southbound between Junction 10, Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Taking a look at the A41, that's looking slow at the moment between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 of the M25. The M25 itself very slow at the moment. That's between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20, Kings Langley. Heading clockwise, one lane's closed at the moment between Junction 24, Potter's Bar and 25 for Enfield. in Borenwood, it's queuing at the moment on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far, no reported problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it means cutbacks for younger women. Lawyers for the radical preacher Abu Hamza say they're to appeal against his conviction in the USA for terrorism offences. The Home Secretary has welcomed the verdicts on the cleric who was extradited from the UK in 2012. And police in Buckinghamshire searching for a missing colleague say the body of a woman has been found in Woodland. They believe the body is that of Sergeant Louise Gibson who was based at High Wycombe. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes boxer Matt Legg has described the chance to fight in front of thousands of fans at Wembley Stadium as an amazing opportunity. The 38-year-old heavyweight who trains at Luton's Shamrock Gym will fight Watford's Olympic champion Anthony Joshua on the undercard of the Carl Froch versus George Groves rematch at the end of the month. I've been looking at it and they're saying it's the biggest, the biggest fight in British history, which mm. is amazing. So to be on that... To be in that ring at the start is, is amazing. I'm fairly sharp at the minute as well. I've got good head movement and I can be aggressive or I can box back on the back foot. Or, I mean, it all depends on the, on the different fighter you're going against. After being left out of England's World Cup squad, Ashley Cole is now set to leave Chelsea. New Manchester United manager Louis van Aal has told Dutch television he wants to bring the club back to the number one position they occupied under Sir Alex Ferguson. And Milton Keynes Dons manager Cole Robinson is predicting a busy summer as he rebuilds for next season. Mark Randall looks set to sign his new contract, but Robinson isn't so sure whether Stephen Gleeson and Anthony Kay will. Sometimes it's geographic, like I said before. Sometimes it's family reasons. Sometimes people want a fresh challenge. Um, and I'm not going to be the one standing in the way, but I think they know what I want and where I want them to be. Stevenage manager Graham Wesley says Jimmy Smith wanted to leave after the midfielder joined Crawley for an undisclosed fee. Wesley says the player made it clear he didn't want to play in League Two. England's cricketers face Sri Lanka in the first T20 international at the Oval this evening. And in golf, Hertfordshire's Lucy Williams qualified for next month's Women's US Open yesterday at the Buckinghamshire Golf Club. Williams from Wheat Hampstead was level par over her two rounds and qualified with one of the best eight scores. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, lots of things open for, for debate here. First, first things first, well, I mentioned the Richard Scudamore. He's the, um, was he, the head of... What's he the head of? He's the head of the Premier League. And he's done... Um, so he sent some rude texts, uh, emails... Him and his lawyer are exchanging rude, um, slightly sexually demeaning emails. 
Sorry? Slightly sexually demeaning. Kel, sorry, what did you mime? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, they were, they were, but they were between mates. They were vulgar. They were vo- ugly. They, they were. They're not. No, okay. Listen, they were unpleasant, but they're not as bad from what I've seen. Maybe I've missed some, but they're not as bad as the press has implied. I think, guys. They didn't CC you Bueller. in with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do kind of wonder why the furore about this when this is going on in offices up and down the There's country. There's a conspiracy. Should he lose his job, yes or no? Are you asking us? No. I'm just having a dramatic pause for the listener to think and I'm looking at you. Oh. Maybe you should give out the number. No. Yeah. No. Should we do it together? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's do it in harmony. I'll do the low one. Okay. Which, where are you starting? Oh. Uh, 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 You've got to do a harmony that fits with us, though, Kelly. Oh. So we, oh, 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 it's magic. Okay. Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Right, first of all, that was sound like a brilliant Gregorian chant then. It did sound Gregorian like music is groovy, kids. Kels, you need to get close to the mic. And Kath, you, you muffed it up at the end. No, I tried to, um, I tried to no. tear it up. No, you, you... My favourite thing about it is Ian's face. <laughs> I've got to make my chingo low to do a low, low note. Oh, eight, four, five. Hang on, hang on a second. What are we doing three part four? We've got four part. Gossip, hey, come on. Glossop, get on the mic, Gloss. It's like she doesn't want to join in or something. <laughs> Listen, Never. If, you're, if you want to make it in radio, Glossop, this is, this is where you start. You've got to start paying in sweat and, and fame costs. What, what was it? Fame costs. Fame costs, and this is where you start paying exactly. in sweat. Four part harmony. Right, have you got your note, Alice? No. Well, get your note. Give her a note, someone, please. You start. We wouldn't have got that. Who's the other girl doing travel today? Nick, Nicola. We wouldn't have got this with Nicola. She'd have been Nicola. boom straight in there. Oh, eight, four, five, five nine, four, double, five, five. Who's free? Someone's freestyling. Who's one of you's freestyling? It's working. Yeah, well, it's working. We can stop now. Let's keep doing it. We've not got. <laughs> we've not even got through the phone number once, guys. Right, you practice, and then we're going to come in later on. Four part harmony styling. Okay, right. Okay. Is that someone who wants to join in? Because we can do it Beach Boy style. Kels, is that someone who wants to join in? Okay, no, that's someone who's, uh, I think, is complaining, complaining about it. Okay, what are they complaining about? That was Ray and Luton. He wants to hear Ken's poem from yesterday. Oh, no! <laughs> we did say to Ken during his back, but yeah. it's not. Why? I must say, it sounds a little bit like Ken. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. A one, two, three, four. Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. We're like High School Musical. We're like High School Musical, aren't we? We're just like High School Musical. Uh, old School Musical. <laughs> yeah. If someone wants to join in, we can take this to the next level, which is five Beach Boys styling. If we get two people calling in and want to do it, six, we're one better than the Beach Boys. Wow. Yeah. Better than the Beach Boys. Better than the Beach Boys. Uh, we're also talking about kids. Uh, should IVF treatment be on the NHS? Whatever uh, guest said that kids are not a luxury, they're a, they're a right. That was the implication. I don't know if they are a right. I think they are a luxury. Richard's in Stevenage. Good morning, Richard. Hi. What would you like to say, sir? There's a couple of points. Before I talk about IVF, I just want to bring up the point that that, uh, guy made on the text about you being a Nazi. Oh, yeah, someone Uh, tweeted that I was a Nazi talking about social engineering. I thought it was a little bit harsh. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm I'm lucky enough to have a a daughter. Um, I've met my wife. 
um, at the time. We've, we've got ourselves a house. We then got married, set down a foundation. Then we thought about having kids. Yeah. And the reason why we thought about it is because we can't afford it. Now, it isn't about being middle class or anything. It's about whether or not you can afford to have that child and whether or not you can... Um, give them everything they require yeah. and not have someone else pay for it. And when we and say everything we require, we're not talking about Xboxes and Playstations no, and flat screen no. TVs, you're talking about food and clothes. Talk about food, clothes and love, basically, making sure that, you know, that they, don't, they don't have everything under the sun, but they don't miss out. Exa- and, exactly. And society isn't paying for it, and that's one point that I wanted to make regarding that. Um, secondly, regarding IVF, like I said before, I'm lucky enough to actually have, have a child. Yeah. And if I was in a position where we couldn't, Interesting thing there, Richard. It, it's really hard luck, and um, it is to a certain extent, isn't it? It is hard luck. The NHS is there to make people better and to fix yeah. you if you break your leg or help you if you've got a, a disease that can be treated. I don't necessarily think. Oh God, people are going to hate me. I don't necessarily think not being able to get pregnant is a disease. Neither do I. And even though if. If there was an unlimited pot of money, I'd say give it to anyone who required it. Uh, you know, because everyone I think does deserve to have kids. You know, if they're in a position to look after them. How- however, if we haven't got that money, that money should be spent on people, you know, with cancer, with disease, that sort of like in ill health. Richard, thank you very much indeed. I'm not going to ask you to join our barbershop uh, quintet or sextet. Oh, because your line is such poor quality. 08459 is the phone number. Steve's in Red Bull. Morning, Steve. Morning, mate. How you going? I'm all right, Steve. What you got for us? Uh, what I was going to ask, could you say Ferrari instead of Catherine, please? Because it sounds funnier. What? Well, because I said Furori. Well, I, I said it properly, Furori. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Yeah, go on, carry on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get what he's. I don't get what. I don't get the joke, Steve. What am I missing here? Oh, it does sound right, does it? <laughs> I've got to say, this. Cap- Catherine sounds uh, proper, but yours don't. Yeah, well, Catherine may sound proper, but she also pronounces February, February. You say that again, go on. February. <laughs> this, I've got to say, this... Your laughter is very macabre. <laughs> I'll tell you something, you make me laugh whenever you say words like that. It's well, good. I think he's found something remotely withable. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's Steve, I'm, Steve, I'm just saying words properly. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Yeah, say, say Ferrari again. Fuori. <laughs> it's created a fuori. <laughs> Says Stephen oh. Wedborn. Steve, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Unbelievable. Where, where do we get these, these slackers? I don't know. Ringing up to laugh in your face. What, what, what a that? great laugh as well. One, two, three, four. Oh, wait for five, five, five. I've forgotten the number. Five, double, five. Right. Yeah. The further away we get from me... And let me paint a visual picture. Closest to me uh, is... uh, Me. Yeah. Then next is... 
Me. And then furthest away is... Me. Yeah, those two are rubbish. <laughs> Let's be honest. Fair enough. I'm ready to break out on my own. I the, think I can go solo. All right, Jerry Your Spice. Your lungs are older than Sorry? ours. What? Your lungs are older than ours. What does that mean? You can get deeper or higher. <laughs> but, Catherine, I've got... A, We're I've just got, trained vocalists. I've got it? a beef with, beef with you. Oh, really? Why? Because you're freestyling, mate. You're not doing the tune. The ch- I've written the I'm tune. I'm tired of towing the line, man. I want to spread, I want to spread my wings. Tow that line. Tell us the tune and we'll we'll dance to it. Oh wait, I'm going to go faster now. Okay. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Okay. <laughs> That's the tune. All right. Ready? Yep. Three, four. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Yes. It's lovely. We got it. Why is no one calling though? I think that was a scary chord. <laughs> it was the um, <laughs> it was the lost chord. Yeah, it was. Do a more inviting one. No. Like, oh, wait, four, five, nine. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> four, double, five, five, double, five. <clears throat> no, that didn't work either. I'm trying to put on a really good show for Glossop, and you two are ruining it for me. Oh, sorry. She's going to go and work on all the other shows. She'll be sorry, on JBS, Dad. she'll be on Nick, she'll be on Roberto, and she'll come away thinking they're the best shows. Well, she should she'll be thought. right. Well, she, yes, techni- <laughs> technically, yes, she will be right, of course. But uh, ethically and morally, I don't think so. No, she'll still be right. Okay. The The front page of the newspapers, there's a man wearing a flowery jacket. He's got earrings and he's at a flower show. Is it Nick Coffer? No, it's not Nick Coffer. Um, This gentleman's suit is bad, though. An exhibitor examines a stand of chrysanthemums at the Chelsea Flower Show in London yesterday. (laughs) Oh, they look all right, but the smell of nothing... Why is that news? Full petal jacket. Oh, you f- <laughs> idiot. That's pretty good. Full petal jacket. The Guardian. The RNIB garden at the Chelsea Flower Show reflects... Oh, flipping heck. The RNIB garden at the Chelsea Flower Show reflects sight loss using textures, sounds, tastes and smells to stimulate the senses. Tastes. It's a big trade fair. It's a great big trade fair. Clubs back football chief in sexist emails row. Good. Premier League clubs yesterday defied calls to sanction the organisation's chief executive over sexist emails uh, sent from his computer at work despite David Cameron indicating his own ministers would not have survived. Good. He shouldn't lose his job for it. Slap wrist. He's been publicly humiliated. Next. Move on. Next. Thanks for the support there, guys. Is he talking to us? I never know. Is he? No. Oh, good. He never talks to us. Injury Park Terror cleric faces life in jail. Abu I love watching GMTV while he does the papers. So Just make sure you type so it looks like we're working. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. That's good. Susanna Reid looks lovely today. She's blue, really suits her. Do you think that's a fake tan? Possibly. Two minutes exercise she could have been out in the sun, she finishes oh, quite early. Oh, she does, doesn't she? She's been out every night this week. How she do you do it? She works the same times as us, so we can hang out with her. Send an email. Go on. Go for afternoon. Thousands to get life-saving five-pound hard tests. Susanna. Read. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hey Sue. Sixty guests in Orchard Goggle Box Mansion. Not the Sony's. Not the Sony Awards. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous use of. Uh, are you paying attention to me? Absolutely. Yep. Thank goodness for that. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M1 heading southbound, very heavy at the moment on the speed sensors between Junction 10, Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Taking a look at the M25 heading clockwise, there's a lane closed at the moment just before Junction 25 for Enfield, that's in the roadworks area. There's a broken down vehicle there. And heading clockwise as well, two lanes closed, there's been an accident just after Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. Heading anti-clockwise, very slow on the M25 between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley and queuing at the moment on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and looking very slow at the moment on the A10 Great Cambridge Road between College Road and also Ellis Way. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, well Nicola. 7.46, it's Tuesday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it means cutbacks for younger women. Lawyers for the radical preacher Abu Hamza say they're to appeal against his conviction in the US for terrorism offences. And the body in charge of youth offending in Luton is the first in the region to have been given a national award for its restorative justice work. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We're talking about IVF, we're talking about is it a right or a luxury to have babies and should Richard Scudamore lose his job? A man I'd never heard of until a couple of days ago and I think in the great scheme of things he's not been that bad has he? We'll talk about it in a bit. Here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a bit of a different day today, despite it being rather bright in some places, particularly in parts of Buckinghamshire at the moment, we're seeing the sunshine. Uh, but don't be lulled into a full sense of security. We're likely to see one or two very heavy showers pop up pretty much anywhere throughout the course of the day. Uh, these could be heavy, thundery, get a bit of hail mixed in there as well. It's going to be a little bit cooler, but the temperature's not actually faring so badly. Not quite as warm as yesterday, but we still could see the likes of 23 Celsius, especially if we get some sunny spells later on this afternoon. Now these showers are going to continue uh, to roll through through the course of the uh, evening into part of the night then the middle part is going to dry out we'll get some clear spells and that will allow mist and fog patches to form. Minimum temperature double figures 10 Celsius 50 degrees in Fahrenheit. For tomorrow things again rather cloudy. We've got outbreaks of rain pushing up from the near continent. Should be light rain through tomorrow turning a little heavier through tomorrow evening but the temperature cooler than today but still respectable 17 Celsius that's 63 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. Roberto Peroni. Gardeners wanting to rid their spring flower beds of snails can ditch the beer traps and eggshells and instead develop a strong throwing arm instead. Weekdays from three. I don't think there's any ethical dilemma about throwing them as opposed to killing them. It's clearly better to throw them. Hertfordshire police are warning drivers to take extra precautions with their vehicles following a rise in the number of cars stolen using specialised hacking equipment. Two thirds of teachers say poor writing has prevented them giving the marks a student truly deserves. Roberto Peroni. I do the animal stories. I also do the space stories, apparently. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Whoa! I thought we did space stories. Not anymore. Oh, did I miss a meeting? Well, you don't do them well enough. Yeah, fair enough. Now, it's hoped a new plan to deal with hate crime in Bedfordshire will lead to more victims coming forward. 
Last year, 300 of these types of crimes were reported in Bedfordshire. The overwhelming majority were race-related, but it's thought many more crimes go underreported. Now, the county's hate crime task force, made up of the police, councils and support groups, are launching a new strategy to put the victims first. Well, joined now by Colette Paul, Chief Constable for Bedfordshire Police. Good morning, Colette. Good morning, Ian. How is this approach going to be different from what you already do? I think um, what's different about this approach, Ian, um, is that it's all the partners coming together and actually having a Bedfordshire county-wide strategy, um, which actually puts us ahead of many other counties because we've got wholehearted buy-in from everybody, our partners, our support services and the voluntary organisations in this area. So this is the first time we've set out to work in this way um, with our partners to tackle the issue, rather than it just been the police trying to do it alone. And, and what benefits will there be for, for the victims of, of the crime? Obviously, if they report it to the police, then it goes through the judicial process. But what, what other benefits will there be for this? Well, I think some victims um, find it quite difficult to actually come forward to the police service itself. So the benefits of working in this way is that they can come forward to any of those agencies that are involved in the hate crime strategy. Um, so they can actually, we call it sort of third party reporting, where they can report it in and then they can subsequently report it to police. And so if they didn't want to tell us directly, at least we know about it, not about their personal details, mm. but at least we know about it. And then we can start to see the extent of the problem. Why so I think you... it's very, very you know, important that people do report it, even if they didn't want to report it directly to ourselves. Why do you think people are reluctant to report it to the police? Yeah. I think there's a range of um, different issues, Ian, actually. I think some people have, um, have a fear of being further victimised. I think others think it's, um, they've been outed as victims of this type of crime. Um, they sometimes think that we won't take it seriously enough, and obviously I want to reiterate that we absolutely will take it very seriously. Sometimes it's trust, um, and sometimes they almost it becomes accepted as part of daily life. And what we're saying is it's not acceptable and that we need to pull together as a society, actually, right across Bedfordshire, to say it's not acceptable. What kind of things would you include under the banner of hate crime? It includes many things. Uh, physical attacks, um, either to them or their property. Uh, threats, such as offensive letters or phone calls. Verbal abuse, insults, offensive posters, gestures, or even bullying at school or work can be a hate crime. Um, and often these crimes are motivated by prejudice, bigotry, or intolerance. But can I make it clear that hate crime covers a whole range of different aspects? It's about disability, gender identity, race ethnicity, religion or belief and sexual orientation. So although the predominant numbers of hate crimes that are reported to us at the moment are race, there's actually a range um, of um, different types of hate crimes. We did a phone-in the other week about um, uh, hate crime towards uh, people with disabilities. Yeah. And some of the stories are incredible. A fellow with a, 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 a walking stick got, got pushed over and told to F off out of the way. People uh, people being spat at in wheelchairs, blind people being picked up. It's incredible, isn't it? It's horrendous. And it has a major impact on um, people's lives. You know, don't underestimate that. You know, it really, really does impact on them. And that poor man that you just gave the example of, you know, getting his walking stick knocked out from underneath him, we know would mean that it would make it very difficult when he goes out mm. in the future. You know, it's, it is absolutely horrendous. Ian. Your figures show that long-term hate crime levels are improving because the numbers are increasing. So are you saying the problem's not getting worse, it's just being r reported more? Absolutely. And I would say, Ian, that it is still underreported. For a diverse county like Bedfordshire... My, my, I would say that it needs to be higher than it is at the moment. We had a 3.1% increase last year, and so far this year, and obviously it's only a, you know, a month and a half in, it's 36.4% increase this Gosh. year. 
So, you know, it's low numbers at this stage and we want to encourage much more people to come forward when they're a victim of hate crime. Colette, one final thing. While we're talking figures, the Police Federation's been looking at response times and it, it doesn't look brilliant uh, for you. The figures out today suggest they're getting slower across England and Wales uh, and in Bedfordshire, the suggestion is that the response times increased last year by 38.9%. Yeah, you know, in terms of response times, Ian, it's a piece of work. We, we did a restructure, obviously, um, based on the fact of the austerity cuts, actually. Um, and part of that restructure, restructure has meant that we've had to review what we do. We accept that in certain areas, the response times are not good enough, but we're doing something about that. An increase of 38.9%, eight- compared to, to Hertfordshire, an increase of 192 It's quite significant, yes, isn't it? It certainly is, and it's something we take very seriously. And we're working alongside our MPs to actually look at how can we increase... Um, our response times in certain areas. It's good in, in some areas and not so good in others. And we're doing our very best to adjust our model to make sure that we actually do deal with the response times. Colette, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Colette Paul, Chief Constable for Bedfordshire Police. Good luck with the uh, hate crime task force. 08459 455555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Emma's in Coventry. Good morning, Emma. Hi, Ian. Hey, Emma, what would you like to say? Um, yeah, I don't think it's um, everybody's right to have a child. Um, I'm talking about me now, and I have two jobs. Um, I work 35 hours a week, Yeah. and I'm just under 11,000 a year. That's how much I get. Blimey. And by the time I've paid off my mortgage, and by the time I've paid off my bills... I've just only got what's left to eat. That's basically it. I'm not in debt, I'm, but I just can't afford it. And I just think I can't have a child in this world to bring it up when I can't afford it. I've been accused, Emma, uh, and, and so has Catherine Boyle, uh, of social engineering, of being as bad as the Nazis by saying you shouldn't have kids if you can't afford them. No, it's wrong. And it's not just like, it's all over. It's not about people that are on benefits. It's actually people as well that I'm working, you know? And it's not being attacked by anybody, you know? Yeah, I would love to have a kid, but I won't bring a child in this world if I can't afford it. Emma, thank you very much indeed. We've got a few texts uh, on this. and fa- oh, Facebook comments. Uh, Lorna says, uh, oh, this is about having IVF on the NHS. Having been blessed to have five children naturally, I think it must be very hard for couples who cannot have children naturally. I reckon one cycle should be offered on the NHS. Hey, Chris and Milton Keynes, my three-year-old just heard you say you were reading A Squash and a Squeeze and said, we've got that one. Man said Squash and Squeeze. It's a good book. It's... It's, it's not, not one it, of my favourites. It's her first one, isn't it? What's it's the Gruffalo woman? Mm-hmm. Name Julia Donaldson. Yeah, I think it's her first one. Is early, it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Early days. Not a bad start for a first album. It's pretty good. It, yeah. it is up there with um, "Please Please Me" by the Beatles. It's a bit like Enormous Turnip, yeah. though, isn't it? It's one of those stories. My how my my youngest likes it because he does the line "A squash and a squeeze." Yeah. Yes, my squash be. and a squeeze, Dada. My house is a squash and a, a squeeze. squeeze. Taking your chicken, said the old man. Taking, Taking my chicken? Head. What a curious plan. My house was a... Squ- my house was, it was small... It's for one. one. It's titchy for three. My house is a squash and a squeeze. It was t- titchy for three. It was teeny... For one, it was... Uh, I'll bring it in. I'll bring it in tomorrow. Good, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah we'll, we'll, just we'll, clear this up. We'll do that, uh, we'll do that tomorrow, definitely. Yeah. 08459 455 555. 
Yes, Catherine. Why is she asking the old man anyway? Well, he's like a wise old man. Yeah. Where's his house? I want to see his house as, before I take my, his advice. As my youngest pointed out last night, that, um, that cow is very, very naughty for standing on the table. Yes. Naughty cow dad, a st- cow stand on table, naughty. My youngest son is 16 years old. Uh, on the subject of Richard Scudamore, Les says, I might be cynical, but is it a coincidence that Richard Scudamore's emails have been revealed just days after he criticised Greg Dyke's proposals to put B teams of Premier League clubs into a new League 3 between t- League 2 and the conference? The proposals of United football fans across the country in their opposition to them. I suspect that a secretary in Scudamore's office may have received a small incentive from the FA to find something to discredit him. Well, as we don't know, and we can't say for sure, but I just think what he said, what he said wasn't very pleasant, OK? And he made the mistake of sending them from a work email. If he sent them from richards.scudamore69 at yahoo.co.uk, it would be slightly different. Wouldn't that be funny if that was his real email? Wouldn't that be amazing if I actually got his real email address then? Well, I should hope it's not that. I'm going to send him an email. I'm going to send richard.scudamore69 at yahoo.co.uk an email and see what response we get. Anyway, if he'd send it from that, it would be different. But, I mean, the stuff he's written is unpleasant. But in the great scheme of things... You're right, Kath. I'm just holding my headphones on with my shoulders. Where's your neck gone? <laughs> Where's your neck? Hang on. That's right, I don't need you now. Uh, in the great scheme of things, is it that bad? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, very heavy on the speed sensors at the moment between Junction 10 at Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 heading clockwise, two lanes are closed at the moment just after Junction 24 for Potter's Bar because of an accident. Anti-clockwise, very slow at the moment on the M25 between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 16, the M40. And in Greenford, there's a lane blocked at the moment on the A14 Western Avenue heading eastbound because of an accident between the Greenford flyover and the Medway underpass. And in Chester, it's slow moving on the A10, the Great Cambridge Road, heading southbound between College Road and Churchill Way. You, you've got time to wrap up there, Nicola, if you want. You can wrap up. Uh, wrap it up. I, was under, I felt under pressure. No, there's no pressure. I mean, you're under pressure now. You've got six seconds. <laughs> oh, um, delays on the trains? Well, that's that's, that's useful. <laughs> Thank you. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, changes to IVF treatment proposed in Bedfordshire, Abu Hamza to appeal US terror conviction and body found in search for missing Buckinghamshire police officer. BBC Three Counties Radio. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it means cutbacks for younger women. Under the plans, those aged from 23 to 40 would only be entitled to two cycles of IVF instead of the current three. Susan Seenan is Chief Executive of the Infertility Network. Well, we're delighted that the CCG are considering offering one cycle to women aged 40 to 42. Um, It's a very small group of women who benefit from it because um, they have to have not previously had treatment. So that's good news. Um, But we would be very disappointed if the CCG then reduced the provision from three to two for the main body of women who need IVF treatment. 
Lawyers for the radical preacher Abu Hamza say they're to appeal against his conviction in the USA for terrorism offences. The Home Secretary has welcomed the verdicts on the cleric who was extradited from the UK in 2012. Nick Bryant was in court. Abu Hamza will be sentenced in September and could face life imprisonment. But his defence team has already pledged to appeal against the verdict. They've claimed it was impossible for the Egyptian-born cleric to receive a fair hearing in a federal courthouse in Lower Manhattan, less than a mile from the site of the September 11th attacks. But the foreman of the jury said he was in no doubt that the trial had been fair. A view echoed by America's Attorney General. Police in Buckinghamshire searching for a missing colleague say the body of a woman has been found in Woodland near the village of Little Kingshill. Thames Valley Police say they believe the body found yesterday afternoon is that of Sergeant Louise Gibson, who was based at High Wycombe. The 43-year-old went missing from Great Kingshill on Thursday evening. Marks and Spencer's annual profits have fallen for the third year in a row. Pre-tax profits are down 3.9% to £623 million. The body in charge of youth offending in Luton is the first in the region to have been given a national award for its restorative justice work where victims of crime come into contact with offenders. John Collins is from the Restorative Justice Council. Luton Yachts, one of ten organisations across the country who have now, who've now achieved this standard. There is a great deal of support for this approach now, but it shouldn't be seen as a soft option. And for offenders who've been through it, they often see it as much tougher than a normal, you know, a normal court appearance. The Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, has joined calls for the US Coast Guard to resume their search for four British yachtsmen missing in the Atlantic. The family of one of the men live in his constituency. He said it was too soon to give up. Firefighters rescued a woman from a blaze in a bungalow kitchen in Bletchley yesterday evening, caused by an unattended cooking pan. Crews were called to Lagan Court just after five o'clock. In sport, Milton Keynes boxer Matt Legg says fighting on the undercard of the Frotch Groves rematch in front of thousands of fans at Wembley Stadium is an amazing opportunity. The 38-year-old will fight Watford's Olympic champion Anthony Joshua at the end of the month. The weather staying warm but with a chance of heavy and thundery showers, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a large wildflower meadow and it's my favourite meadow. And all this week we're featuring Wendover. I like the fact that you can meet some really lovely people and they become very good friends. It's all about where you live. I think there's definitely a community spirit and it's getting bigger and bigger. Good business, good friends. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Disappointing news. Richard. Well, or it could, could be good news. Richard. Scudamore 69 at yahoo.co.uk has not been claimed. If you want that email, guys, go and get it. The first person to claim it and send an email to ian.lee at bbc.co.uk wins my respect. If I get an email before nine o'clock from richard.scudamore69 at, bb, at yahoo.co.uk, I'm a happy man. Don't be sending that person if he texts. Who? Whoever claims that email address. Well, no, well, listen. Uh, whoa, hey, listen. It's it's out there. It's the internet. It's 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 a lawless society. It's like the wild west. Anything anything goes. Go look at Mum telling me off. Look, I'm just fearful. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Well, you need to go on a driving course. Not bad. <laughs> you need to go on a special driving course in the garage. Are we talking about that in this hour? You could talk about it. We could talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's your beef? Well, go on, Kath. <laughs>
Lots coming up on the show, including a special driving course for women who are a little bit scared of driving. That's all of you girls, isn't it? Let's be honest. IVF, should it be given on the NHS? And, and should everybody is everybody entitled to have babies? I don't think they are. I think it's a luxury, not a right. Surely? If you can't afford them, don't have them. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR or you can uh, give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I had something really, really important to say and um, you've uh, I've, I've lost it. Oh, don't be embarrassing and thank me. What for? For everything I do. What can I do? Oh. Well, wasn't that at all. Oh. What do you think that? Um, no, I had something really important to say. Oh, Was no. it that you hid Kath's jacket? What did you do? Why did you have to go and tell her that for? Boy, why did you have to tell her that for? It's not in the waste recycling Why would you do this? You so? would be a great cartoon. I, I know. Unfortunately, real life, not so hot. <gasps> oh. Where's well, my jacket? Well, wow, we're... Got me we're, angry, where's my jacket? We're judging people on their physical appearance now, are we? No, on their rounded persona. Where um, is my jacket? I don't know. He went out there with it. What's your... By the time he what is your... Because, what Ian, I person. will tell you for why. Yeah, go on. I always get blamed. Whenever something goes missing, there's an email yeah. sent from someone else's account. Yeah. It's Kelly. Yeah. Kels, when were you last here? Kels, where's okay. my jacket? Right. Kels, where's my phone? So she knows... Well, hang on a second, because mm. i tell you why. Tell yeah, let's why. do this on Four. air, right? Yeah. I'll tell you why, Four because one. you accused Justin and myself of stealing your little headphones, and I swore on my family members' lives I hadn't for, like, two hours. I was saying I haven't done it. Where are you going? Where's she going? She's going to look for a jacket. She won't find it. I've hidden it very, very well. You were get- And we all know it was Matt Lockwood that had hidden it. No, it wasn't. It was Ben. No, Who? It, t- it was Ollie. Ollie. He took them by mistake. But now I know that when you swear on your child's life, you mean it. <laughs> well, we're waiting for Kath to come back, because she is going to be gone a long, long time. She never going to find that jacket! I hid that jacket somewhere special, boy! I ain't never going to find it! I guarantee she ain't never going to find that jacket, girlfriend. She's never going to find it. The jacket is hidden in such a top-secret place that even I didn't know it existed. She's never going to find it! Oh, she's found it. (laughs) (laughs) She's got it. She found it. Where was it? Well, it was in my second second best... Where was uh, it, Kath? In a really easy place, really obvious place. Oh. Well done. Hope that... You've got enjoyment out of that. <clears throat> Have you heard his shoes yet? Not yet. You know he takes them off. Yeah. Remember that time I wore them out of the studio and he didn't notice? <laughs> Kath, have you got any way you could hide this? I have. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. Sorry, I'm sorry you had to listen to that, Pat. I think that's, that's, I think that's shameful. I think it's I shameful. Have you? Where? Heart, probably. <laughs> yeah, they're rubbish. Go on, what have you got for us? Yeah, it's on Colette Paul, you know, the confidence in the public ringing up the police. Oh, yes, yes, we just spoke to uh, Colette Paul, of course, um, who is the, I always got a title wrong, the Chief Constable for Bedfordshire Police. Yeah, go on. Yeah, when you ring up the police, uh, the same excuse has been going as long as I can remember since 1985 is we have not got the resources. It doesn't matter what year you choose, it's always the same response you get. And then you've got the um, the other brick wall that you have to go up against is the closure of the, the police stations or the police stations on restricted time. I mean, that's not hardly enamouring the public to come to the police, is it, really? 
So people uh, don't have the confidence. But the thing is, Pat, they are genuinely facing huge cutbacks in the police. Haven't Bedfordshire Police got to save something like £20 million? This has been going on for years. I said since 1985, and I can remember that far back, but it was the same then. That's all you ever get. You know, we're facing cuts. We haven't got the manpower. We haven't got this. That doesn't install confidence in the public to actually react to the police when they're, they're negative with what their response is. What's the answer then, Pat? Well, the answer is is start listening to the public and not these multi-agency approaches where they've got the time to actually go to their meetings and discuss what they can all do. But those police officers that are actually attending council meetings could be out on the streets. Let's have policing where we deserve to have policing. Pat, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. I was going to ask him to join our uh, vocal uh, harmony group, but he sounded a little bit angry, and, and that we're, 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 we're all into peace and love here. Now, proposed changes to IVF in Bedfordshire could mean an extra chance for the over 40s at the expense of younger women. For the first time, women aged 40 to 42 will be offered one free cycle, but that would mean those aged between 23 and 40 are offered two cycles rather than the current three. The Clinical Commissioning Group insists this isn't a done deal and will be subject to a consultation process, but clearly savings need to be made. Well, Paula Moyes underwent IVF treatment in Bedfordshire before moving to Buckinghamshire. She joins me now. Morning, Paula. Morning, Ian. How Morning. Would, th- would this uh, have changed things for you? Oh, it would have changed it dramatically. Can I ask how old you are? It, I, I wouldn't normally, but it's relevant to the story. <laughs> OK, I'm now 46. OK, and how old were you when you had the IVF? 42. OK, so, so it, w- it would have been a big change to you? It would have been, definitely, yes. Um, I, I had um, treatment on the NHS for two years, so from the age of 38... Sorry, you can hear them in the background now, because it worked. Oh, for good... It worked. How many have you got? Two. How old twins. are they? They're twins. Are three now. Oh, oh bl- twins at three. Good luck, Paula! <laughs> Thank you. Good luck! I need it. I don't envy that. <laughs> you were told... But you were told to go private, were you? Yes, yes, at the age of 40. That was it. The NHS went and says, right, OK, you've reached that age. That's it. No more treatment. And what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think that you should have been entitled to, to NHS treatment? Well, I... I, I should have been. Um, I should have been able to to have had that chance. Mm. Um, I mean, as it was, yes, we went private. And the clinic that we used was Bourne Hall in Cambridgeshire, um, as that was the nearest. I mean, they also do NHS and they also do private. So we were referred um, to Bourne Hall. Um, and the result is twins. How and many? That was the first. The first treatment. It was the first well. treatment because this is the thing that that, that um, the, the, the the clinical commission group is only going to offer one treatment to women between forty and forty-two. Yeah. And the, what is it? One in seven chance of getting pregnant? Oh, I'm I'm not sure. Something the, uh, like that. The odds aren't the odds aren't great. Yeah, yeah. But given that chance, and you can be under forty and it still not work. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just having that chance, and um, and it it worked for me. Um, Bourne Hall were absolutely fantastic, um, and it's why not? Why not give that that woman over the age of forty a chance of of, um, of having a baby? I mean, as it was, I got um, I got two. <laughs> I'm go- I've, I've just been sent an email. Do you mind if I read it to you, Paula? No, of not. So I, I'm keen to get your thoughts on this. Uh, this is divided people this morning. Janet has emailed in. Infertility is nature's way of regulating the population size. It's a privilege to have children. There are always winners and losers for NHS services. The system cannot cope and is currently not meeting the needs of society. 
There are many children who need parenting and are left in a system unwanted. My mum was brought up by her aunt, who was unable to have kids and had a better quality of life than her siblings. What are your thoughts on that? Mm. It's nature's way of regulating the population. You know that it's it's there. You you need to you need to mother. It is there. Um, I started my menopause when I was thirty five, so I was mid thirties. Um, was that nature's way? I, I don't know. It's it. I wanted and I needed. Mm. To, to, to actually have that experience of being a mother. I guess what Janet is saying is it, it, it isn't nature's way, and I don't know the full details, but to, to get, you know, Petri dishes involved and, you, you know, that, that isn't... It's, it's literally not natural, is it? It's, it's but science. But we've got technology now that can do that. Yeah, so yeah. why not? You know, if it hadn't have moved forward, then we wouldn't be doing it. Mm. How are the kids, Paula? Uh, yes, they are three. Um... <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of have not. I've got two boys, four and two, and it's last night. Man, they were licking each other, Paula. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, and then they've got this language. They're not identical, right? So, uh, but other people can't <laughs> can't seem to uh, to recognise who is who. But uh, are, are they boys or girls? They're two boys. Two. Oh, <laughs> mate! <laughs> oh man, but alive! They are absolutely adorable. Oh, they, I bet are they are absolutely gorgeous, they are. and I and. You know, it, I wouldn't have have gone through it yeah. if if I knew that there wasn't a chance. I tell you what's interesting. Them. Even when the two boys are annoying me, which they do. Oh uh, yes, but, they do. But yes. the interact—I I, I had a sister. But the interaction between two brothers of a similar age and obviously the same age—it's yeah. just remarkable. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, just remarkable. Down the road and the beholding hands, yeah. which is the same for siblings, you know. Yeah. But it's it's because uh, they're the, the same height as well. And it's just really, really cute. And they'll be sat on the settee and, you know, they'll, they'll get the, um, the duvet and they'll sit there watching CBeebies. Beautiful. What, what, what are you going to do with them today in this nice weather? Um, I've got a friend coming to visit. Yeah. And then this afternoon, I think we'll go to soft play. Oh, Just to try and get some of that energy off. Yeah, good luck with that, Paula. Have <laughs> yeah. a fantastic day and congratulations. Paula Moyes underwent IVF treatment in Bedfordshire before moving to Bucks. Two three-year-old boys. Oh, my goodness. Well done. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very heavy at the moment on the M1, heading southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. There's one lane close on the M25, heading clockwise because of an accident between Junction 24, Potter's Barn, 25 to Enfield. And in Enfield, very heavy at the moment on the Great Cambridge Road between Ballsmore Lane and Southbury Road. And in Boreham Wood, it's queuing at the moment on the Barnet Bypass, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And also taking a look at the trains, delays possible on East Midland trains between Luton and St Pancras. International. That's because of a signalling problem also affecting First Capital Connect services. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Nicola. It's 8.16. It's Tuesday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it will mean cutbacks for younger women. Marks and Spencer's annual profits have fallen for the third year in a row. And police councils and support groups in Bedfordshire are vowing to work together to encourage more victims of hate crime to come forward. BBC Three Counties Radio.
see Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Once you go out to the village, into the hills and things like that, you'll just see what a fantastic place it is. Inviting everyone to where you live. Well, I have to say its location is amazing. And all this week, we're featuring Wendover. We've got the Wendover Woods, it's a nicer community. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. We've got lots of facilities, great schools and all within a walking distance of each other. You're surrounded by countryside, but you've got all the facilities you want in Wendover. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks featuring Wendover from BBC Three Counties Radio. You should sleep with me. When? Oh, are we on? Uh, uh, we can be. <laughs> oh, we would, no, no, calm down, no, we dear We should listener. put this in context. Yes, we should. Uh, Jonathan is asking me to move in with him. <laughs> That's what I interpreted it to be. Have I, got that, have I got that wrong? Well, I guess it kind of was like that. We were talking about how hot we get in bed. <laughs> oh, this is getting worse. Or better, depending on <laughs> your perspective. Uh, we, uh, we are hot in bed. Yes. But you have a technique... Well, I have a... You see, yes, because I don't like being hot in bed. No. I don't. I can't stand it. No. I, I love the hot weather, but hot at night, no. I like it freezing. Yeah, yeah. I like windows open. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a luxury tower fan, oh, you yeah. see, in my bedroom. Yes. So it just blasts a lovely cool breeze on me Beautiful. throughout the night. And I haven't got uh, any equipment like that in no. my bedroom. So I said, why don't you come and move in with me? Borrow my, my, Use your my bedroom, fan. your bedroom equipment. <laughs> yes, sounds, exactly. Sounds beautiful. I'm there. <laughs> I'll get my stuff today. I'll pop over tonight about six. Oh, gosh. Lovely. Oh, good. Thank you so much. Lovely. Well, we've sorted that out. What's on your show today? Picking up on this IVF story today. Oh, yes. Oh, Very yes. interested. From nine today, I'm going to be asking, would you prefer the NHS to pay for more or less IVF? As you've been discussing it, women in Bedfordshire aged between 40 and 42 could soon be able to access one free cycle of IVS, IVF on the NHS. However, this would be at the expense of women aged 23 to 40 who will only be offered two free cycles instead of three. It's the first time the NHS in Bedfordshire has considered offering older women a chance at free IVF. And it may come as disappointing news for younger women in the county who will rely on fertility treatment to conceive. Each round of fertility treatment costs the National Health Service £5,000 on average. So I want your thoughts on this. Would you prefer the NHS to pay for more or less IVF? If you have a story to tell, an experience to share, 08459 455 555 from 9. I sleep nude. What? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What's going on? Um, Someone keeps ringing up and not speaking. (laughs) Oh, we know who that is. I don't. Do you not? That's part of the... the I know exactly what it is. There again. Go go on. Go on, Kelly. Hello, Say hello, Sam. Hello? Yeah, exactly. Tell them we'll go to the police. Fine. Pass the number on to the police. Hello. We can do that. The we've BBC. got the number. We'll pass the number on to the police. Uh, 08459 455 555. David's in Watford. Good morning, David. Hi there, Aaron. You all right? Yeah, I'm OK, David. What you got for us? No, I was just um, reacting from one of the, one of the uh, messages you read out earlier. It was um, someone saying that um, not being able to have children or is sort of nature's way of... Sort of the nature's way, it was Janet, I think, it's nature's way of regulating the population, yes. Yeah, I just, I just, would, would she feel that um, cancer is nature's way of culling the population? Should you have free cancer? 
Well, I don't know, but I, I, um, what's what's your point? My point is just just because um, it's something very common that I'm not to have uh, treatment doesn't mean it is nature's way of stopping that. I mean, essentially, nature's way of uh, you shouldn't really have children if you're having six kids that are paid for by the welfare state. I mean, that's something you're not doing naturally. Essentially, you're well, but but someone, David, someone could argue that that, that but having kids and having them paid for by the welfare is as is as natural as as having your eggs taken out of your womb. I'm getting lost here in technology. Putting them in a petri dish, having something injected to them, putting them in the freezer, then putting them back up there. Yeah, but in nature, uh, in nature, other animals wouldn't take care of someone else's children. It just doesn't happen. Well, they, they, it's, you do hear, sometimes hear about wolves looking after babies. Um, possibly in Disney. No, it happens. Yeah, there was it was a story the other uh, the, a few months ago about some some kid that had been brought up by wolves. Yeah, I, I'm not sure it probably happens as much as what, what was happening on the welfare. It, it, it doesn't. You're right. It, with gay penguins looking after the babies. It does happen. <laughs> uh, but but it, 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 the thing about uh, comparing cancer with IVF, I suppose, in terms of, 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 you know, would you say that that was a culling process? Cancer is a disease that kills. Uh, IVF is a treatment that creates life. And there is a difference, isn't there? Yeah, there, there is a difference. There is a difference. But I think that... Um, I think I think if you're giving people IVF, it's people that actually want to bring up children that can actually afford to bring up children, um, give them a decent home. Yeah. And I think with with um, with with someone bringing up six children that can't afford to raise their children properly, yeah. in my in my opinion, properly. I mean, you're, you're going to essentially uh, we're an altruistic um, race uh, and and of humans and. I think that we should we should sort of give that to, to people that genuinely want to bring them up, rather than saying you can't afford six kids, we'll pay for that instead. David, thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Just moving on because I've got a guest lined up, David, and I'm sure you understand. Restorative justice, something we've been talking about all morning. It's a technique that the police have been using for a while now. The, the basic premise is a bit more to it than this, but basically it involves getting burglars and muggers to meet their victims in an attempt to make them understand the impact of their actions. Well, would you want to meet the person who broke into your home or the person who attacked you? Justin Dealey's been out getting reaction in Luton this morning. Yeah, sir, two years ago, yeah. um, you were followed yeah. um, into, your, into your flat That's right. and somebody mugged you. That's right. How do you think you might feel if you had the opportunity to, to sit opposite that person and talk to them? Do you think you might want to do that as part of the, the justice programme as such? I'd love to kill him. I've got a hold of him. I'd love to. As I said, a terrible scum. Scum. A junkie. That's what he was. But would you not want to sit opposite him to, to find out more about why he did that to I you? I know he's so, done so it for drugs. That's what, we only wanted to do it for drugs. That's what he's done it for. I mean, have you got any sympathy for that person who did no, that to I'm you? No, I've not. I'd love to get, if I had a gun, I'd shoot him. There you go. I mean, what, what if he sat opposite you and he said, look, I'm terribly sorry for what's happened, but I do have a drug problem. Yeah. I got in with the wrong crowd of well, people. Well, he gives me the money back and he gives me other things back, yeah. Mm. I might as well have to give him. I don't know whether I'd be able to face him or talk to him, actually. No, I wouldn't. Won't be for you? No, no, definitely not. No, no. Is it because you think you might not be able to control your emotions? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. I'd say things that I regret probably afterwards, so... Yeah, I'd, have to, I'd just have to walk away, not even look at it. Well, Luton's youth offending team are hot on this and they've won an award. Joined now by Will Riley, chair of restorative justice campaign group Why Me. Will, what do you say to those people who, who um, don't think that restorative justice works or would work for them? Well, listening to those two individuals, um, you know, it's not for me. Um, I'd walk away. Um, some, somebody hit you. You're in a school playground and somebody hits you. 
and um, the teacher rushes in and takes them away, and you don't see them again until you're in some sort of, you know, court. Is that the way to resolve it? If somebody hits me, it's not that I'm going to hit them back. I want to know why. I want to talk to them and say, you know, the conflict I've got is with him, not with the criminal justice service, but with him. Why did you do this? I don't know do you if you realise the effect that you, you've had of your, of your actions? It's not for everybody, though, is it? Because there no, are some no, people who, who... Like everything, like therapy's not for everybody, you know. No. Um, it's just, just, just how it is. Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be uh, prepared, and indeed the, the offender has to be prepared. He, he, wants to have, you know, he or she needs to do it, to, want to do it too. You know. Why? Why is this so important to you, Will? Have you uh, have you been involved in, yeah, in restorative I, I justice? Was, I was. I was. You know, the worst thing can happen. You know, literally, I think apart from rape, is somebody breaking into your house and finding somebody in your house. It's a horrible thing. You think you can protect your house and protect your house from people like this, your family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, the you know the, 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 they were doing a survey at the time for restorative justice. A, and a trial, and um, they said, would you like to meet your offender? And I, just like these, you know, this lady and gentleman, I ummed and ahed and ummed and ahed. And then I decided to go. And just like this lady was concerned about what she'd say to him, I said it to him. You know, I said everything that was on my mind at that time, you know, which is, you know, you, you destroyed the one idea that I thought I had, the one certainty that I had was to protect my house from people like you. You know, and it just poured out, and I couldn't stop myself. It was really incredible, and it was immensely cathartic. So it was and cathartic for you, Will. Do you think, or do you know if it had an effect on the, 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 the crook? Completely. Yeah? Completely. Uh, you, know, you know they talk about remorse. Well, you know, I'm not a fool. I can see, I can see how people are thinking. You know, his body language, I mean, he was gutted. And not only, you know, that, there was another gentleman there who's also been affected by crime this man had created, and he burst into tears because of the effect of the crime. And, the, you know, his name is Peter Wolf. He, he walked out of that uh, room shattered. This, and, you know, we, we, you know, we had an agreement at the end that he would write us every six months to tell us what he was doing to dig himself out of the situation he was in, drug addict, alcoholic, etc., etc. And he did. And it's now 12 years on, completely, completely clean and not committed any form of crime after having created a lifetime of crime for 20 years prior to that. And he works for the police and works with us, helping people. Do we um, do we have any statistics, Will, on, on, on how effective it, it, effective it, it is it, in stopping well, reoffending? You know, the, the, the official statistic is reduces the rate of reoffending by twenty seven percent. Wow! But what my my interest is what it does to victims. Eighty five percent satisfaction rate. You compare that to criminal justice service, which is thirty five. Oh yes, I, this I, I, helps. The, yeah, you know, this is about the victim. There is, there are, a, I, I know, a lot of victims who go through the criminal justice and and kind of feel they've been ignored Absolutely. and it's but, unresolved. Yeah, they're, 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 they're evidence. You know, they're treated as evidence. Mm. I'm not a piece of evidence. When somebody commits a crime, they commit two crimes: one against the state and one against his fellow human being. That never gets resolved. This is one way of resolving that that conflict, that hurt, that. It's a horrible thing. It really is an awful, awful thing to be a victim of crime. And as I said, that lady says, I'd be scared. You shouldn't be scared. You should do it. Because that's what it's about. You've got to resolve that. Otherwise, they will always hold that. People hold crimes in their head until they die. It's amazing. Every detail. Will, listen, I think it's cracking what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Will Riley, Chair of uh, Restorative Justice Campaign Group, Why Me? 08459 555555. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Slow moving on at the moment on the Great North Road heading southbound at the Black Cat roundabouts. Taking a look at the M25 heading clockwise, one lane's closed at the moment between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and Junction 25 for Enfield. There was an accident there a little earlier on. Now some recovery work is taking place. Very slow heading anti-clockwise in the M25 between 21A for St Albans and Junction 16, the M40. Queuing on, on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And on the trains, we've got delays on East Midland trains between Luton and St Pancras International also causing problems on First Capital Connect. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it means cutbacks for younger women. Marks & Spencer's annual profits have fallen for the third year in a row. Pre-tax profits are down 3.9% to £623 million, but overall sales were up. And police councils and support groups in Bedfordshire are vowing to work together to encourage more victims of hate crime to come forward. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes boxer Matt Legg has described the chance to fight in front of thousands of fans at Wembley Stadium as an amazing opportunity. The 38-year-old heavyweight who trains at Luton's Shamrock Gym will fight Watford's Olympic champion Anthony Joshua on the undercard of the Carl Froch versus George Groves rematch at the end of the month. Someone said to me it might be, it's going to be like a, a gladiator arena to be in there uh, on that night. It will be. We're in the main fight with the 80,000. I mean, my, my fight is the first one on, but that'll still be that'll still be amazing to have to have any amount of people at Wembley Stadium. It'll be it'll be amazing. After being left out of England's World Cup squad, Ashley Cole is now set to leave Chelsea. New manager Louis van Aal has told Dutch television that Manchester United contacted him as soon as they sacked David Moyes. And Milton Keynes Dons manager Cole Robinson is predicting a busy summer as he rebuilds for next season. The Dons are waiting to see whether Stephen Gleeson and Anthony Kay sign new contracts, but it looks as though Mark Randall will sign his deal. Well, Mark Randall signed a very short contract with the football club and he's took, he's took an opportunity that a a lot of players wouldn't take um, and I wanted to work with him for another year I see tremendous ability in him I see a lost boy still I still see an awful lot of improvements and uh, he's, he's a project that I'm really looking forward to working with Stevenage manager Graham Westley says Jimmy Smith wanted to leave after the midfielder joined Crawley for an undisclosed fee Westley says the player made it clear he didn't want to play in League 2 and England's cricketers face Sri Lanka in the first of the T20 internationals this evening at the Oval BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next full bulletin is at 9 Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, so the last 30 minutes of the show, you can give us a call about anything you want. These are the things that we're kind of hanging up for you to have a look at, but you can call about other stuff. Restorative justice, would you be up for it? Uh, IVF, should it be funded by the NHS? Uh, or, or is having children a luxury? And here's the one that I thought people would go for and no one's gone for, which makes me think it's a construct of the media and no one's that bothered by it. Richard Scudamore, the head of the Premier League, got caught. Got caught. Was sending um, derogatory emails about women. I've, 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 re- I've found as much as I can for, about the emails online. They're unpleasant, 
but he's not he's not encouraging sexual violence he's not provoking they just it's just unpleasant teenage language it's nasty and dismissive it, i think okay but but that's it he's not going around saying hey let's go go and cut women up and you, you know it's not it's, it's not that it's no, just un- someone, unpleasant words it's someone who professionally yep. um would say that he is um pro equality and yep. they're trying to encourage more women in Clumping them all together uh, or allowing someone else to do it uh, in an email yep. um, under a word, a nasty word for your private parts, not best, I suggest. You don't, but yeah. is it a sackable offence? No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. And this whole thing has been blown up by the mirror. I think it was the mirror that broke this uh, this story. Um, and now David Cameron's saying, oh, he should be sacked. And all these people are coming out saying he should be sacked. He, I, I, I reckon he probably won't last the week. It'd be one of those things where pressure builds and builds and he has to kind of fall on his sword. Um, but no one's called in about it, which makes me think no one's that bothered by it. As a woman, am I surprised that there are men, powerful men in football who are dismissive about women? No. Do you, do you not think that Gandhi maybe said something inappropriate about women? Nelson Mandela said something inappropriate once. Do you not think that? Of course he did. Of course they did. That's what people do. We say I'd inappropriate. Know. What? I would want to know about those people. Those people have been held up as heroes. Richard Scudamore isn't. To some, he's a hero. He's, he's, wow. he's, he's, Come on. Uh, he's a suit. He's a suit. Wow. Who even is he? And what character did he play in Harry Potter? He what? I'm more annoyed about this. This kind of well-meaning, patronising kind of discrimination that I'm seeing happening in Hertfordshire with the ladies' night. Oh, yeah, go on. What is this? Scared drivers. Ladies, ladies' night sounds awesome. This is on the... Girls get in free. Bring, uh, it's not that. Free drinks for the ladies. It's not that. That's the sort of discrimination we like. What? Berkhamstead. Women in Berkhamstead <laughs> and surrounding areas are invited to a special event being held at a local car dealership. <laughs> what is it? Are we getting money off just oh, because yes, we were born with ovaries? No, no, sadly not. Oh. Um, they're going to be increasing our confidence and safety behind the wheel um, by inviting us over there Wednesday, 7 till 9pm, and you can talk to some PCSOs um, with top tips on air such as preparing for a long journey. <laughs> oh, really? Driving skills, personal safety, driving on motorways, what to do in the event of a breakdown, well, and lots more. I'm imagining there are a lot of fearful drivers who could do with that. Oh, no, but it's just for women. And what's your problem with it? Um, Sounds like quite a I nice idea to be supportive. anyone who wants a booster, call it a booster, call it and open it up to everybody. There are men out there, apparently they're going to be looking at, you know, um, car maintenance as well. I know men that can't change a tyre. I wouldn't want to change a tyre or fall off. My husband feels the same way. What? Why are they having a special evening for it? It's not I don't 1942. Understand. No, I don't understand what what your problem is with this. It's just giving... Patronising. S- hey, come on. It is, it's patronising. Catherine, it's not patronising. Come on, love. Calm, come on. Calm down. Come on. It's, for, there are some people who are not confident about doing long journeys, about... Shouldn't be driving then. Yeah. Not confident about going on the motorway. Man or woman shouldn't be driving. But they have the skills to do so and they have the desire to do so. What's wrong with what is wrong with going on courses and improving yourself? Nothing. But it shouldn't be exactly. just pointed towards women as if it's a woman only problem. That's not your beef. It is. No, that's not your beef. Big hunk of no, beef. it isn't your beef. Medium rare. It's big button it now. It's not your beef because you, if it was a if it was for men and women, you're going, Oh, it's really practised and oh, no, I wouldn't it's a booster course. Oh, they shouldn't be doing it, our kids. It's packed I go to foot of our stairs and side the pots. Where did I get that list from? Never mind. All I would say is, just listen, go and tape record yourself and listen back. Your your beef with this is uh, that silly it's silly and old fashioned for for either men or women. No, I think if you call it a booster course and you invite anyone who's a nervous driver, that's one thing. Saying it's a ladies' night makes it sound like it's some a woman women only are problem. scared in the presence of men, powerful men. Really? Look at Kelly. She can't make eye contact with me. 
Looks like she's giving you evil. She's looking at my nose. What's wrong with my nose? Put something on it. Sorry? Oh. Now she now she talks. Craig's on this. Morning, Craig. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Well, can you understand why Catherine's getting so getting her knickers in a twist? <gasps> yeah, of course I can. Absolutely. Well, I'm just trying to find out where is it? Berkhamstead. Berkhamstead. Have yeah. you got the details on it? Yeah, do you want to go? No, I want to book my missus on it. <laughs> Here we go. Why now why do you want to put book her on it? Oh well, I think she deserves it. Deserves. <laughs> I, I think she she's earned her place on it. In what way? Oh, I, I, it's, it's really difficult to explain, but um, she's not a very good driver. Uh, what, what does she do? Does she know how to prepare for a long journey? No. What shoes would she pack? Oh, it's, it's two different types of shoes um, and some makeup. Well, that's job done then, surely. Is she one of those ladies? And this isn't a myth. This happens. I saw a woman doing it the other day in traffic in the M25. Putting a makeup on. Yeah. I've never seen that. I've seen it loads of times. I've seen it loads of times. How can you see them when you're having a shave? Is she one of those ladies that has a shave when she... uh, That does her makeup when she's driving? she she does have a shave when she's driving. (laughs) Big girl, is she? <laughs> she is, yeah. Craig, thank you very much indeed. That's his wife. That's his. That's the p- woman he's chosen to spend right. the rest of his he's, life with. Charlie Big Potatoes on the radio. He's dead meat. <laughs> in life. I don't see a problem with it. I think it's a nice. It's, it's a community, mate. You're trying to kill community. Let's all go and live in our little boxes. Let's not speak to each other. Let's not interact. Let's not learn from others with more knowledge. Let's let's not help women um, by being men. Can you change a tire? If I, if I really needed to, I could. Yeah, can you change a tyre, though? I can change a tyre. Go on, then. Because I went to one of those things. Ah! Listen. No, 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 no. Kath has a point. It was worded differently. It wasn't worded, oh, help this ladies come along. Um, it's not worded as, help this ladies come along. This, you learnt the very way. skill, the very skill yeah. that she is decrying. No, that's you, not mentioned on there. That doesn't it is mentioned on there. No, very little. It's mentioned about um, maintenance, car maintenance. Changing a tyre is car maintenance. Yes, no, I could change a tyre. Wait, technicians from Roy Chapman Limited will be giving a practical workshop demonstration about understand your basic beef. car maintenance. Yeah, changing a tyre. I think this is a worthwhile course to go on for all. But it's Why is it going to be ladies' there? night? It's specifically... Flipping it. You're getting me really angry now. What is your problem with it? Don't These get, people... Don't get Roy, shrill. Roy, Roy, Cha- Roy Chapman <laughs> is trying to... Roy Chapman is trying to help you lot, OK? And you're just sitting there flicking the Vs at Mr Chapman and his company and his... How much does it cost? It should be free. Let's find Why should it be free? Because women can't afford to pay stuff. <laughs> so Chapman and his boys are going to give you... The one I went to Is it to free, free, Catherine? Is it free? The one is I it went free? to was free and they gave us tea. It? It's free because it's, it's obviously a marketing free. thing. They want to get you through the door. It's they can see they're not scary. Some people, are, some experts are offering you free advice. How on earth can you throw that back in Mr Chapman's face? I feel sorry for Roy. Don't feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. He's giving you free... He's giving you and his, the wealth of his and his team's experience You should be angry. He's not free. giving it to you. I don't care. I'm glad that someone's getting it. And maybe, maybe if it's a success, he'll give it to me. Maybe Roy will give no. it to me, and I would take it from he's Roy not gladly. In you. He's not interested in you. Well, fine. No, he's, he's interested in helping um, the weaker sex. <gasps> Good for him. Do they do courses for men? I've got a course I could send him on. I've got directions for you. Just follow that. There we go. Peter's in Warmer. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're having classic bands, but I'm right. No, I mean it. I totally mean no, it. No, 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 I'm no. Not joking. No, I mean it. Don't care. I mean it. I'm disappointed in you, but I'm not surprised. I am not disappointed in you because I never even raise my hopes when I think of you. 
So I can't be disappointed because my... my uh, so you think of me then? My sight, you think of me. only out of pity... You think of me then. Out of pity for your husband. My oh. sights, when, I, when it comes to you, are very, very low. They're subterranean. OK. The subterranean sights is you. But there are sights, though. Quantifiable. Yeah, but, but pitiful. Well, you know, you give me more thought than I give you. They, well, you're giving me thought now. By pretending to type. Peter. Hi. Good morning. What do you want to have a whinge about? I just wanted to talk about... You've come in a very awkward time, Peter, to be honest. Beg your pardon? You've arrived at a very awkward time. And why is that? Well, I don't know if you heard Kath banging on a feminist nonsense. Well, they've got their own, they've got their own rights. I, and I think they've got too many rights. Um, well, you can say that. I'm not... You can think it. I'm not going to be drawn into that. When, when, women got, when women got the vote, Peter, I bet your heart sank, didn't it, on that day when you read it in the papers? No, no, no. There were some very brave women got the vote for Yeah, them. I know, but still, you must have thought, oh, blimey, what are we going to have now? Probably, probably going to have a, a, a woman prime minister in about another 50 years. No, there's a lot more common sense comes out of the ladies, actually. The ladies? What common sense do the ladies have? Uh, quite a bit. Go on, give, give us some, some lady common sense. Well, I'll tell you what, if you try to organise your home as your wife does, yeah. you'll find it extremely difficult, as I have. OK, OK. <laughs> go on. Peter, you want to have a, a, a quick whinge as usual? Go on. Yes, indeed. Well, this, go on, Peter. The justice system and the uh, and the uh, the victims meeting the Restorative justice, like. doesn't it sound like a great idea? No, I don't... Well, I think the, the victims more, they really do want the sentences to fit the crime much more than oh. they want to, to meet the criminals. Oh. Because it, our justice system, basically, a lot of people are now beginning to hold our justice system into contempt, really. They, they really are. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at just what's happened in America with the conviction of a criminal, I won't name the name, but it was so quick. We've been taking years and years and years, and when we hear the evidence they produced, yes, why have we taken years? And this is typical of our justice system. What is yep. going on now? Yep. The general public think it's not fit for purpose. Our justice system. Peter, listen, I've got to move on because we've got more calls to take, but thank you very much. 08459 four double five five double five. Paul's in Biggleswade. Morning, Paul. Uh, morning, Ian. Just, just one thing on, on the lady drivers thing I'd just like to point out is that if, if women drivers are that much worse than male drivers, yeah. how comes women's insurance premiums are cheaper? They're not. They are. 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 They're not. Ah. Not. They are. <laughs> they are. They're not. They are not. They are not. The law got changed. Where's your ev? The world. The law got changed. You cannot. You cannot discriminate uh, on sex when it comes to insurance policies. Okay. Sheila's wheels. Why don't you see an advert for Sheila's wheels anymore? Because they're not allowed to say it anymore. They're not they allowed in their thinking. They're not allowed to do it, Catherine. And you know that. Right. Okay. If someone, I have seventeen-year-old twin cousins. How come the boy is paying far more? In fact, so much that he can't afford to insure. That's himself. because they're twins. <laughs> Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. 
everybody knows that twins get cheaper insurance because they're psychically connected. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M heading southbound, slow moving on the speed sensors at Junction 7 for Stevenage. The M25 heading clockwise is a lane closed at the moment between Junction 24 Potter's Bar and Junction 25 for Enfield. That's because of an accident earlier. Some recovery work is at the moment taking place there. The M1's looking heavy heading southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airports and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And take a look in Boreham Wood. It's queuing at the moment on camera on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Way and Mill Hill Circus. And having a look at the trains, delays on East Midland trains between Luton and St Pancras International also affecting First Capital Connect. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Oh, they put it into their thinking. Blimey. 8.45, it's Tuesday the 20th of May. Peace. <laughs> All right, tomorrow. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows, Catherine, that twins have got a psychic connection. No, they have. Tomorrow, twin special. Okay, we'll get some twins in. I did an experiment on the cheeky girls once. I hit one of them over the head with a with a uh, bottle. This is true, and the other one felt it. Really? Yes. I don't think that they're a control. It's 8.46. It's Tuesday the 20th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Women aged up to 42 may soon be able to get IVF treatment on the NHS in Bedfordshire, but it will mean cutbacks for younger women. Marks and Spencer's annual profits have fallen for the third year in a row, but overall sales were up. And police, councils and support groups in Bedfordshire are vowing to work together to encourage more victims of hate crime to come forward. Coming up in the last ten minutes of the show, good old common sense from me, Ian Lee. But before that, let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is a very different day today. Our weather turning a little more unsettled. We can already notice the cloud that's out there getting some breaks in it though. And when the sun does appear, it will warm up nicely. But it's the showers, some heavy showers anticipated through any point of today. Really, they could pop up pretty much anywhere uh, as we head through. Rumbles of thunder, some hail mixed in there as well. Some fairly heavy showers, particularly later on today from really lunchtime onwards we can expect one or two of those but it's still going to be warm like I said if we get some sunny spells the temperature will rise quite quickly and we're looking at a maximum when that happens to 24 celsius 75 degrees in fahrenheit now these showers are going to continue through this evening and uh, the rumbles of thunder still be heard through to really the middle part of the night that's when they'll dry out we'll get some clear spells and we're likely to see one or two mist and fog patches develop at that point minimum temperature staying in single figures around 10 celsius for wednesday more more cloud, I'm afraid. Outbreaks of rain, light rain predominantly, but becoming heavier perhaps in the afternoon. Temperature that bit cooler, but not too chilly. 17 Celsius, 63 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Kate? Yes? Twins have got a psychic connection, haven't they? That's a fact. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much. Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks. And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel. Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me and I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me. I get my teeth into them. Oh, Jonathan, I'll start. 
crying too. We don't know what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it got so convoluted, I thought there's only one person can sort this out. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. OK. Last 12 minutes of the show. Uh, let's do a couple of emails, uh, shall we? David says, I mi- uh, Ian, uh, I miss that you and your team think people should not have children until they can afford them. I'm pres- pleasantly surprised you have this view, as I thought all BBC presenters had at least a 45-degree left-leaning, human rights, etc. Pity you don't take this further and comment about Labour's social engineering and encouraging some young women to have babies by rewarding them with housing benefits, etc. I don't think it's a reward. Would be interesting to hear your comments about Labour's attempt to bribe the electorate about what the minimum wage should be, yet another policy that will screw this country. Uh, no, pass. Ben's in Wickham. Morning, Ben. How are you doing, sir? Are you well? <laughs> oh, yes, I am, Ben. I'm all the yeah. better for hearing you, my dear. Well, you're running out of people to talk to, from what I understand. Well, if they don't talk sense, Ben, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to them. I'm guessing well, I, with a voice okay. like that, you're going to speak sense. Well, I'm not going to be. Well, I'm not going to be pedantic. But no. everyone's been talking about changing a tyre by the side of the road. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. I'll change a wheel. Yeah. Oh, 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 in your face, Boyle. Ben just I, owned you. Why my face? Because you brought up the subject of changing a tyre. saying a lot of people have not got any technical knowledge whatsoever, no, regardless no, of their genitalia. No, no, what you've said is don't, Carry use on. That, don't use that word. Why would you use that word for? You're so childish. Biological. She... Used to work on reception. Sorry? What? Sorry? Hmm? What? Who snorted? Oh. Was that you that snorting? Ben, okay, no snorting. Now, yes, okay. you're right. Could you, okay, could you change a wheel, Ben? I'll change a wheel, yes, but I, not a tyre. I can do it, but the, the problem is, is when they, when they tighten their nuts. I beg your pardon? When they, when mechanics tighten their nuts. Why they, would they do that? They use the machine, and that makes it too tight to, uh, I can't loosen my nuts at the side of the road. Hmm. Well, have you tried? Several times. Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> or quite Well, A road or B road? <laughs> I don't know what right. <laughs> oh, Richard's in Winslow. Richard, good morning. Yeah, well, I agree with Ben. You must be desperate for someone to call in if you're phoning me, but until you say there's nothing worse than tighten ups. Anyway, I've got two rants. The first rant is about the misuse and abuse of yourself, myself. But before I get on to that. I've got no, I got a minute. So I've got no. Literally, I thought all I heard was, was tight nuts. Stay there, Richard. Stay there. Stay there. Richard, were you listening to the show yesterday? Yes. Well, you'll be aware that yesterday I oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Yesterday I played a very no. You're not doing that again. No, no. Yesterday I played a very cruel trick on Ken in Luton. Oh, I know. I know. I Ken know. wanted to come on with his poem about traffic men. Yes, yes, yes. And, <laughs> and I can't did, keep up with things. I did, he can't, can he? You, not him. Sorry. Now listen. No, hang on. But Jordan, all I'm just Jordan, Jordan, Richard. Richard. All I'm saying is Ken is on the line. Good morning, Ken. Morning, Ian. Ken, uh, uh, how, are you, how are you feeling after yesterday's battering? With my hands, how are you feeling? All my fans are in despair, because you would... No, hands, hands, not fans, hands. Hands? Hands, hands, hands. The feet on the end of your arms, isn't it? Oh. oh. So? I was in hospital once, doctor came round, he said to me, how are you feeling? I said, with my hands. How are you feeling? Hello? Hello? Are you there, mother? I'm off. I'm gone. Hello. 
Anybody there? Are you with me? Yes, we are. Ken, Ken, has, Ken has put the, put the phone down in disgust. Daddy boy, broadsword daddy boy, how are you doing? Richard, Richard, shut up. Ken has put the phone down in disgust. Shut up. Shut up. Who do you think you are? Do you know who I am? Yeah, you're Richard and Winslow. The man here doesn't know who he is, Governor. Well, Ken has put the phone down in disgust. I was gonna, hoping he was going to do his poem for us today, and now he's gone. Oh, oh no. he's, he's still you, there. Ken? What? Give us your poem, Ken. In the road, they boldly stand. No, no, we're going to do it before the end of the show. <laughs> we'll do it before... <laughs> Tony! Tony! Who's Tony? What? Right. Who are you? I'll go. Here we go. I know a good poem. There was a young lady from Egypt. No, I can't... No, Richard, I shut up. Richard, for goodness sakes, both of you have been serving... Did, they, did I miss the bulletin? Did Simon announce they'd made crack and LSD legal today? What is going on? What's he got? Happy? It, always, it always was on your show. Right, Ken, wait there. We'll, uh, we will get your poem before the end of the show. OK, Richard, is, uh, are you on speakerphone or something? I am. Well, take it off speakerphone, you lazy muppet. Well, it's, it's a mobile It sounds rubbish. And I really want. I really. I don't complain. I, well, that's that's content. That's that. It's the quality of the broadcast audio is excellent. It's the I'm content. Really better now, my dear. Yes, Richard. Now you've got right. you've got a point you want to make, and but I'd like to do it before we get Ken's poem. Two points. Well, the first one yeah. about why women drivers used to get cheaper insurance is not because they were better drivers; they were better insurance risks. Because the vast majority of women drove far, far fewer miles than men. And I do love women, as it happens. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, that's point, in- hang on a second. Issues. Can I hear it? Is this on? Hello? Hello? Are you there, Mother? Oh, go on. What? The other point? Is, he, is, are we, is this 1989 and I'm Peter Cook and you're Dudley Moore on a satellite link-up with Los Angeles and the technology is rubbish and Wogan is struggling to cope with it? Is this what's going on? Sounds like it. OK, get on with it. Right. You constantly refer to yourself, myself. You're referring to John and myself. No, it's John and me. This nonsense about using the incorrect version of yourself, myself, ourself. That Chief Constable referred to ourselves, which he should have said us. And it's spread like wildfire. It's state agent speak. It should be stunt out. What on earth are you talking about, you strange man? I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an I example, went fishing on Tuesday and caught myself a fish. Correct. You're through on the phone to Richard and me. Not myself, yourself, ourselves. And that has spread through the English language like absolute wildfire. You ask Ken, he'll know. How many fish did you catch? More than, more than enough. Do you Give throw, do you, do you throw them... three loaves and I'll do you a miracle. Do you throw them back or do you eat them for your supper? I don't go fishing. You just said you went fishing on Tuesday I and you caught yourself a fish. I was merely giving an illiterate you said you caught. You said you caught yourself a fish. I was merely giving an illiterate example, my dear boy. I don't want examples, I want fish. Oh, you very Maria. Let's have his poem, or I'll give you another one of mine. No, here's one. I don't know. was a young right, lady. Richard's gone. Uh, Ken, we'll come to your poem in a second. I've got to catch up on the emails and the, the, the text. Bear with me. What on earth? What on earth was going on there? I don't know, but I was sucked into his web of deceit. I was imagining him by the what? side of a river. Why, why, why did he do up? that to us? Why would you phone up and say, I caught a fish last Tuesday? and go, no, I don't go fishing. Gosh. Sometimes when callers call in, yes. they... S- seem like they're perfectly normal, yeah. and then I put them on air and that happens. Can we not put a little... Where I used to work, 
Um, we probably can't do it at the BBC. Where I used to work, we used to have a little system where if someone was nuts, yeah. we'd have a, a, a red triangle by them and it would say nuts. Can we not do that with Richard? We have a mental note of who... OK, yeah, he's still got through. Yeah, because they're the ones that... Only I thought they were the ones in. you liked. Do you still want to work in radio, Alice? Is this inspiring you? Oh, yeah. OK. All right. Big time. Yeah, you still want to work on a proper show. Uh, Anne in St Albans has emailed him. We'll come to your poem in a minute, Kim. Uh, the ability to procreate is a right that most of us are born with. So she's talking um, there. Actually, having a child and affording to bring it up is a luxury. Having wealth does not make you a good parent any more than being poor makes you a bad one. Well, well. There is an argument about that. If you are too poor to have a child and you have a child, bad parent. No. If you are too poor to have a child and you have a child, knowing that you can't provide the basics, I'm not talking Xbox One... A poor person could love their child more than a rich yeah. person. Yeah, and what's it going to eat can and I, wear? Love, just, love I, pie, yeah, to wear just, a love shirt. Can I just throw something into this? <laughs> Please do. I would love a love Children pie. don't really need a lot. It's the bare, you know, it, it's time more than anything. Oh, don't give me the time. No, no, but no. What, what I'm saying to you is they don't really need a lot. So we're not, uh, t- like you say, we're not talking Xboxes and stuff. Just bring them up so that they're not a responsibility of anyone else I mean, you yourself. could get them a PlayStation 2 because they're quite cheap now. They look a bit dated. He could wear that. I can't work out, Catherine, if you're on my side or not. You should be. I'm vastly going off your side. <laughs> my side is the side of common sense. Common. I say what everybody's... Yeah, I, I pulled myself up. Do you know what I'd really like to hear right now? Yep. A poem. Where are we going to get a poem from at this time of the show? Mm. That's your cue, Ken. I know where. OK. Where, oh, <laughs> where are we going to get a poem from at this time of the show? Here. Where? There. Where? Here. Where? There. Where? That's in Hertfordshire, isn't it? That's your cue to do it. Oh. In the road. You left it too late, mate. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, very heavy at the moment, between Junction 10, Luton Airport, and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 heading clockwise, there's a lane closed at the moment between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and Junction 25 for Enfield. That's due to an accident that happened a little earlier on this morning. And in Cheston, it's slow moving on the Great Cambridge Road, heading southbound between College Road and Lieutenant Ellis Way. And taking a look so far at the M25 heading anti-clockwise, very heavy between 28 for Brook Street Roundabout and 25 for Enfield. And on the trains problems on east midland trains between luton and st pancras international also affecting first capital connect nicola richards bbc3 counties radio thank you very much nicola excellent stuff thank you alice for hanging out with us today i hope it wasn't too ridiculous thank you kelly thank you that's it that's your lot jvs is up next don't forget you can go and download the podcast from itunes or indeed the bbc3 counties website until tomorrow at six ta-ta Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, would you prefer the NHS to pay for more or less IVF? Women in Bedfordshire.